Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm your host, Matt. I'm here with Fro, as almost always. Almost always. I had to, you know, it's Black History Month. I figured we were wrapping it up. I might as well be here for it. Uh, you were here last week, though, right? Yeah, because you won. Yes, I was here last week. But, Fro, I mean. Yeah. How, how has your Black History Month been? Um, should I have gotten it's you been a, interesting. Should I have gotten you a gift? You should have actually probably gotten me a gift. I think it, it should be a thing now to get. Uh, like treat February like a long Hanukkah for Black people. <laughs> you know how many? Uh, twenty eight candles. <laughs> yeah, twenty eight candles. Sometimes twenty nine, depends on uh, the year. Yeah, Is this get... a leap year this year? Um, I'm not the person to ask. Holy uh, shit! I think it's a leap year. I don't know, but also not, not next year. <laughs> also joining us uh, for to ask a number two number <laughs> to ask a number two, uh, Mister. Arez from our very own Make Fun Network community. Arez, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. This is a dream come true. A dream come true. I'm glad. <laughs> so for I'm I'm glad this is happening for two reasons. One, we have the ability to record this, and two for this episode. But two for that other episode that we've talked about before. Now that we'll have like all the technical things out of the way in a, a little one episode under our under our belt, I think that next episode we do will be very good. Yeah, we should definitely do that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I sometimes I feel like I feel like I want to make that a super episode, and like this new concept where every once in a while we do these big episodes with like uh, more hosts than normal. If you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like a battle royale of sorts. Yeah, like a six-person episode. Um, it's just like we get a all on like a internet cage match kind of thing yeah i don't know i just it's something that's something to try out i want to see how it goes and i think that's a good episode for it yeah definitely I, I know we're talking in complete vagary but that's okay um, hey I, let me ask an unofficial question real fast are you gonna ask the same question i was about to ask oh i don't know oh go ahead well maybe i don't know i should let you go first then no no no. is it to a res yeah yeah go ahead ask it here's the unofficial question <clears throat> Are we pronouncing your name correctly? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in English, yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> what the hell does that mean in English? <laughs> so my, my name is Hebrew, and uh, there's an accent on it, and it's damn near impossible for English speakers to do it, so I just don't ever expect people I'm to... up to the challenge. All right, so it's uh, Erez. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, you got to... Ah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to roll the R in the back of your throat, not like... Um, Interesting. Not like you, you, yeah, so not very many languages are uh, set up to do that. So, like, Spanish speakers will be like, Errez, and I'm like, no, no, that's a different word <laughs> completely. And, and so, yeah, I just am like, it's a res. But most often, I'll get like, what's your name? Eric Perez? <laughs> Eric Perez. <laughs> yeah. It's just like nobody fucking knows. So like when Nye was talking about his name and how he would like go to work and have like a fake name tag, I was like, oh my fucking God, I do that all the time. <laughs> I just don't tell people my real name ever because it's such Shit. a pain in the ass. We can have a weird, uh, 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 non-traditional, uh, I hate 
Oh, I'm saying this now. A non-traditional <laughs> name next month. Ah, fuck. What are you saying? Like, it arises. Ugh, it sucks. Not conventional. Non conventional. And I don't like that either. That what the fuck is conventional? We got to have a, a non American Christian name. Yeah. No, I, I would like to keep the trend going. But now I feel like a fucking ass. Why? I don't know, man. You know. God, the older you get, the softer you get, I'm telling you. Oh, I'm getting fatter, so yeah. Doughy. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I don't. It's just. What, how about the last name? It's Big Lizer. That's a German, well, German ish name. Big Lizer? Big Lizer. Wow. Big like, Lizer. Like there's a hole in the bucket? Big Lizer? Yeah, so it's like a big lie, and it also <laughs> has lasers, so it's a zer on there. So if the Budweiser frogs were <laughs> to pronounce your name, it would be <laughs> Big, big Lizer. Lizer. Zer. Absolutely, yeah. Um, top five things for the Budweiser frogs to say. Coming right up next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> really we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for episode topics <laughs> i got I a have, bunch still i i think of good ones all the time well i post them in that little link oh yeah i, I, I gotta re uh submit that. Look at that yeah i have it still i still have it everybody well i'm the one that's always coming up with all these fucking topics yeah well you know you gotta do something around here yes uh fro how have you been I'm tired right now. Why are you so tired? I'm always tired. I don't know. I just sleep poorly. Do you have mono? Why do you sleep poorly? Um, well, so it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I'm always up by like 6, 6.30. But even if you go to bed early, do you not still sleep poorly? Uh, is yep. it is it a quality over quantity problem? Like you're even no matter how much you sleep, it's bad? Yeah. I, I talk, I'm a toss and turner, always moving. Uh, apparently, according to my wife, my I was very twitchy last night. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. Were you like... I didn't like say that? twisty. I said twitchy. It's all the same to me. It's all the same. Um, why don't you get a sleep study done? Uh, I don't want... Because that's work involved. And I don't yeah, but you might that. have like sleep apnea, which... I don't is, have sleep apnea. I can tell you that much. Well, how do you know? Because I'm not snoring. That's so? <laughs> that's sleep apnea, isn't it? It's a symptom. It's not the only thing. Choking on snoring? No. I feel like I feel like Fro would be like super down to wear like a CPAP machine while he sleeps. Like that would be something he'd be into. Maybe. A like big a Darth giant. Vader thing? Yeah. My mom has one, so maybe I can just get hers. So you're so there's a history of sleep apnea in your family. <laughs> well, I'm adopted as well, so don't forget that. Yeah, but I mean she probably like gifted you her sleep apnea at some point. Maybe. It's possible. Uh, uh yeah no i don't know i just uh i'm a bad sleeper i think uh, i toss and turn i uh i choke myself in my own sheet most of the time what well because I, <laughs> I toss and turn i crocodile death roll when i sleep so i wrap myself up in my sheet where I, it gets caught on my neck where I, I choke myself while i'm sleeping you know that's why i don't give my daughter like blankets to sleep with so maybe you should start start to like you want hey you know what what if cold. i what if I, yeah but what if i got you like a big adult sleep sack like what my daughter wears okay they're pretty cool i, I was thinking about sleep trying sack. to yeah it's like uh imagine like a tank top top right and then the bottom is just like a like a, a blanket that you zip up like a sleeping bag what yeah i'm googling it go ahead i want sleep sack it. yeah look look for look for a baby sleep sack right and then imagine an adult version of it <laughs> it's like a sleeping bag uh, yeah it's like a sleeping bag with a tank top on on like the the top 
the fuck is this? Yeah, so I look like, like an asshole when I'm sleeping. I'm not wearing this thing. <laughs> I noticed, I've never met anyone so concerned with the way they were perceived while they slept. Me? I don't think people look at me while I sleep. Who's looking? It's Actually, OnlyFans. Second question. Yeah. Um, I should get an OnlyFans while I sleep. I was going to say, what, would you be down for having a tier of the Patreon where people can watch you sleep? Uh, honestly, I would I would say yes. Uh, my wife is very against the idea of filming while we sleep because I've pitched it because I'm like, I just want to see what I do when I sleep. And she's like, no, 100% we're not filming that. And I was like, why? I bet It's not going anywhere. She she's probably like, nope. rips ass all night. Uh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. It just, it just fills up the blanket like a parachute. Well, that's that's definitely me. I'm definitely hotboxing in the room a lot. I don't know. I think you should get a sleep study done. I'd, I'd, I'm curious to know. Do the leg work and maybe. <laughs> okay, I'll book you a, an appointment. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Uh, Arez. Uh, yes. How how have uh, how's your week and life been? Uh, actually, I, at at the top of this, you know what's funny is we're talking to you very casually because I feel like we've known you for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I've been around. I'm an OG, man. You really I've are. I've been around forever. Uh, back when you guys had the top5of-death.com website and you had like the little forums and stuff on there, I was on. I was active on that. Holy I shit. Think, I think the first time like I reached out to you guys was like episode 50. Wow. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I know you did the dinner with us at least once. Just once, yeah. Yeah, I remember those, that. Those were fun. I wish we still did them. Well, I wish we were able to maintain them, but... You know what's funny is it'd be easier to do it now because everyone's so used to doing like video things. That is true. I don't know. Maybe we we'll bring it back. Not maybe not like not like a monthly thing, but maybe just like a, a here and there type of thing. Maybe Rat yeah, King will come back. What the fuck is Rat King? I don't, I don't know, know what, man. I don't even know what his name was. Arrest, do you remember his name? Rat King? I only know the rap group. I don't know who Rat King is. <laughs> there was a dude that was on the video. Uh, eating things with us at dinners and well, I only knew him as Rat King uh, and he was on there at those all the time but I don't know if he's a part of the Make Fun Network or not he liked the show enough to be one of the top tier supporters on Patreon and like hang out with us but now he's gone <laughs> it's like Daniel Najib as well that's true we are we are flashes in the pan for so many people I don't know as long as Fro's around you okay. can, All right. you can always count me in. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm a, now I can't quit. Damn it, Arez. I'm a homosexual through and through, baby. Okay. All right. Hey, you hear that? Yeah, I mean, Arez is, uh, I mean, he's an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, Matt, don't talk shit about the homosexuals because we'll come at you like a bukkake, all right? Oof. Be all over your face. That's fine. I mean... I don't know what the homosexuals are going to do the the mat the masters of the universe, but uh, yeah, I mean it's not quant it's it's quality over quantity, if anything. You know what? I I'll, I'll go I'll go on uh I'll go on record and I'll say uh I'm a I'm a fromophobe. <laughs> um, fucked up, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Arez has been around for so long. Uh, and also, I wanted to thank you so much uh, from from for me and for all the fun butts for organizing the the, the Make Fun Network Secret Santa. Um, it's it it's something that no one asked you to do. It was an idea that you had and you implemented it, and everyone enjoys it so much. And it's been a really great thing that kind of ties our community together around the holiday. And um, it's 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 a really awesome thing. So just thank you so much for for all you work, all the work that oh. you do there. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love putting it together. It's my favorite thing. I look forward to it. When October rolls around, I'm just like so amped. I'm like, why can't I just post it now? Like, can we just get it going now? And then then when everybody like posts all their, their goodies and stuff, I'm just like, ah. I, yeah, it's great. People are such great. Yeah, there's a, uh, it's a great community. So if you're not a fun butt, you should be. You're missing out. Yeah, see, there you go. Finally, someone gets it. Yeah, I mean, I don't participate still, but. That's ridiculous. You should just sign up and use Matt's address because Matt signs up. Yeah, Man, just I have know. I just, dr- your yeah. Dragon Ball Z memorabilia sent to Matt's house. Man, I don't have Dragon Ball Z memorabilia. I don't think I have a. Not I yet. don't have a single Dragon Ball Z thing. Yeah, because no, you know what? To in in Fro's defense, if someone got Fro, they're sending him Dragon Ball Z stuff, no matter what, no matter what he puts down. Oh yeah, yeah I would hate that. Uh, me, I'd love it. I mean, if I got you, I'd I'd drop fifteen hundred dollars on Dragon Ball Z stuff and just have it all sent to your house. Oh, and I would flip it so fast. Uh, that'd be so. That'd be fine. I just, I wouldn't even care. Just the fact that it all showed up in your house. <laughs> that'd be so annoying. I know that'd be and just I would order it uh, like uh, day after day, just like two weeks of deliveries of just more and more bullshit. I still don't even know where this fucking bit came from. It's not a bit. You love Dragon Ball Z. I don't know why you call I it a hate bit it so much. Uh, but speaking of bits, the bit of the show is that when somebody wins, they get to write a, a death and how the other hosts die in Fro One last week. By Remember the brief bit where it wasn't uh, a thing? You know what I thought about the other day was we no longer talk about what the show is at the top. We used to have mm-hmm. a whole thing to be like, if you never heard before, top five, you know, we would go through the whole spiel of what the show is. And then a res, once again, made us the intro that kind of explained it at the top. Now we don't even have that. We don't talk about what the show is. If someone's like, oh, I'll check out this show, they have no idea what we do. Why? Does it not? Do we not have the sound bit at all in the uh, beginning? Um, no, it I says it. The show. Oh, it still does say Oh, you know what it is? You're right. It does say it. I haven't, I haven't listened to it. I put it in every episode, and I just get to the end just to make sure the mix is good when it uh, queues up with the, the actual episode. And all I hear every week is just uh, the fading out of it. Who cares? I don't, we don't need uh, new people. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> if Let's you, get this, this shit stagnant. If, if this is the first time that you're listening, get the fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck off. Um, we have we have like Liz Saltzer, who's probably been around for a bit, but she's on the newer and she's for a few months now, but she feels new. And then that big dick fucking Dan or whatever his name was oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, he's got a fucking he's got a stacked <clears throat> dick. Uh, touches the water and he's gonna get Corona from it or something. I don't know. Uh, is that what happens fucking, now? I don't know. Fucking, he's. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about in that post. Uh, Michael Yates came and went. Don't yeah, know if he's black or a fucking claymation character. No idea what, what he a, is. What a blip that guy was. Hard opinions. <laughs> got yeah. in, got out. Yeah. Just. Yeah, like uh, like a bipolar, like post, 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 and then ghost, and yep. then. Unreal. I don't you know. Hey, but hey, if you come back, don't, don't come back. Why, <laughs> like, why go through the effort to join a group and, like you said, kind of make a a lot of posts and then just like leave? Dip. So weird. Yeah, like, but then you don't the, get likes. Yeah, but there was this other thing I noticed that like people will join the group like in 2018, never post a thing, and then. Last month, they'll post like five things <laughs> for like two days and then ghost again. Gone it's, again. It's wild. You know what it is? I think I, I think it's like um, 
I think they like the idea of Mixfun Network, and I think they like the idea of the community. So, like, I've had people email me where they say, I want to be a bigger part of the community. I wish I posted more. I wish I did more. And I get it. Like, yeah, every I'm sure everybody does. If if all every if all anyone had time to do was to post in the MFN Facebook page and have fun and share goofy things and and whatever, that that'd be a sweet sweet life. But we all you know we all got stuff going on. I get it. Lurkers, dude. That's like it's a big thing. They're yeah, lurking off, and they don't. Yeah, lurking yeah. off. I, it's like me on Reddit. I don't. I don't post anymore, and I just kind of look at shit. Pallet storage. Yeah, pallet storage. I don't know if that still exists. Sure, it does. I'll find out. Uh, yeah, but Fro, you won. So why don't you? Uh, why don't you give us some deaths? Oh, you want some help, God. or what do you want here? I want help. Uh, you know, Rez suggested sexy sax music. So give me something like that. Sexy sax find, music. Find careless whisper instrumental. Uh, yeah, real hard to find. I'll get it. That's actually very fitting, considering the last week's episode. That is true. It was a Valentine's Day. Valentine's that, Day card to be made up. That episode was awesome, by the way. That oh. I was dying, and Fro killed it the whole time. Jesus Christ! Naturally, naturally. He's just um, MVP of MFN. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it sucks. I hate it uh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a tear like you can't lose like yeah i can't it's tell wild. if it's a work or a shoot and i fucking i'm, I'm bummed because i have to put some sort of brain effort into like coming up with these improv deaths and then i start panicking as most people can hear and so i think most people are working me but then there's like some like you that's like oh, i legit liked it yeah <laughs> well <clears throat> you know. last well, it wasn't last week. I think it was the week before when you weren't on. I didn't vote at all. So Hell yeah. Yeah. No fro, no peace. Let's so kill Matt Bistany. That's so fucking funny. I mean, you can try. Many have. No one has I know, succeeded. I, I have your address. so That's fine. <laughs> I have your address. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I've sent you a shirt. I know exactly where you live. <laughs> Like, all right, you know what? This is like uh, like two foreign adversaries where each of us have nuclear weapons, but we refuse to <laughs> launch them on each other. Yeah, it's a cold war between Matt and this, uh, me and Matt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Of just yeah. sending uh, trinkets. You know, I'm going to send you a uh, what are they called? A, uh, a succulent. I'm going to send you a succulent. Actually, well, actually, I don't think you have my current address because I did buy a house last summer. And I don't think you've sent me anything since then. Well, so. I'm sure it'll get forwarded. That's true. Unless someone really likes succulents and then they'll keep it. <laughs> Someone's just been getting all the gifts I've been sending a res for four <laughs> years. This Matt Bisney guy really loves a res. <laughs> Poor. I, I hope a res sends him something back. <laughs> Unrequited love. All right, Fro. Have you, have you had enough time to think about something? Yeah, yeah I've, I was waiting on you. All right. Ready? Uh, sure. Oh, all right, Logan. Logan has just wrapped up his most recent episode of the Top 5 of Death. He signs off of his computer and he goes, Oh, yeah, that was real good. You know what? I think I'm going to slay my girlfriend's pussy tonight. But then he realizes that he actually has no fucking swagger. So Logan walks over to his girlfriend and he goes, Hey, baby. What the fuck was that? Damn it, there's a fucking dog. Why are you throwing me off? So then Logan's dog comes into the room and the dog starts fucking his girlfriend. And he goes, Whoa, baby! Dog, that's my girl. 
And then so he fucking shoots his load on the dog and his wife, but it's so sticky, uh, like it's like a spider web. And his dog and his girlfriend get stuck together, so they die. They asphyxiate from his web cum, and they die. But Logan goes, fuck, who am I going to fuck now on Valentine's Day? And he screams, and he starts jerking off himself some more, and he jerks off into his own face. And he finishes night just covered in his own sticky cum. But he survives, but his girlfriend and his dog are dead. <clears throat> oh, baby. Then we swing over to Matt. Matt's house. And then he's like, fuck, man. My list sucked. The only thing anybody remembers is me talking about my baby's shit. So Matt realized that he's actually not very good on the show anymore. And so Matt decides to take his own life. Matt jumps into the tub... And he didn't realize that the baby shit was still in the tub, so he slipped. And the dog outside is just trying to alert somebody that this guy's about to kill himself in there. So Matt jumps in the tub, slips on the baby shit. What was that? Is the oxy? Is Billy Mays there? Billy Mays is banging on the door. The, the corpse of Billy Mays is like, "Hey, man, I'll clean you up with this OxyClean. Don't do it." And Matt slips on the baby shit in the tub. He dies. He hits his head in the porcelain tub, and then he gets poop all over him, and he dies. Matt dies from baby poop. Billy Mays and the dog are trying to fucking save him. And then fucking the fucking banana shows up, and he's trying, and he can't do it. And even though this meme is dead, he can't revive Matt further. And that's it. There's way too much going on. (laughs) Shut it off! I can only focus on one thing at a time, Matt. Stop it! Will you fucking kill it? There's too many memes happening at once. They kind of they kind of splice really well together, though. Oh, and then the shit guy shows up out of nowhere. It's, it's Matt's baby sitting on the toilet, dropping a big load, watching his dad die in the tub. <laughs> My son? What'd I say? He said watching his dad die in the tub. Uh, she, she's gender fluid. <laughs> no, she's not. how that works? I don't know how it works. <laughs> no, the shit is his son. Oh. watching him. <laughs> and that's how they passed on. Yeah, good uh, good job, Fro. Arez, what do you think of your your uh, your good guy there, Fro, with that awesome death he just delivered? Absolutely killed it. I didn't, Matt, I didn't thank even, you for asking. I like, didn't hear you laugh one time, Arez. I was dying. I was like holding my breath. I was trying not to like distract, bro. I was just losing it you. the whole time. Oh, wow. It was I, so good. Perfect. I, thank you. <laughs> like chef's kiss. Just he constant. Gave, yeah, he gave me the floor. He understands how it works. Yeah. You don't interrupt a master like Fro. You know? Not, yeah, not just, even 25 minutes into an episode and Arez is lying to everybody. <laughs> just, just flat out telling Remember, lies. Big Lizer. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. What the hell, Fro? Well, I'm just feeding <laughs> oh. into that. I mean, I'm not saying you're a liar, but if anything, it ties into your last name. I still love you. Oh, I love you too, baby. Baby. Jesus Christ. This is my favorite episode of all time. I might actually listen to this one. You're really triggering my... You're triggering my phobophobia over here. We're here. We're... Fro, get used to it. <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll workshop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're going to get flags made. Um, What was I going to say? I forget. Arez, so this is episode two of Taaska. Mm-hmm. So who are you? What do you do? 
Why are you on this episode? What's going on? Well, my name is Arez. I like long walks on the beach. Um, no, I, um, I'm a cellar master uh, for a winery. We produce about 10,000 cases of wine annually. I've been um, a beer brewer for 11 years now. I have a degree in fermentation science from Oregon State University. Um, basically, for the last like 11 years, my whole life has been studying the chemistry and biochemistry of fermentations and fermentation systems and understanding raw ingredients and how to make alcoholic beverages. Um, it's just been a huge passion of mine. So, I, so I mean, the unofficial question from the list here, but uh, what what made you get into that? Like, that seems like such a very specific. Um, uh, let me rephrase what I'm about to ask. As someone who understands getting into something, you know, full full bodied, what got you into this? So my thing. So I don't do like New Year's resolutions where like I want to lose weight or I want to get fit. I do things where. I take a skill and either improve it or learn a new skill. So every year I'm either learning something new or improving on a skill. So 11 years ago, I was like, I like beer. How do I make it? Or is it possible to make it at home? And so I started reading about it and then it just, I was completely enthralled by it. So it just became this all consuming passion from there on. So like I was starting to, and this is actually something that I wanted to talk about for my list, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, we can. If, just, I mean, it'd be very weird, but we could start right now. And, and if you wanted to make that like your number five, it'd be yeah, interesting like the, for you to do that. Yeah, the, the the order of the list is not important at all. But like, yeah, it's just making alcohol at home is like surprisingly easy. It's almost um, it's like that those raw materials want to be made, <laughs> want to be alcohol. So like, if you want to make cider or beer or wine at home, it's incredibly easy. Um, you just got to be a little clean, like have clean glassware and stuff or fermentation vessels and just have sugar and yeast and you you can, you can do it. It's incredibly easy and you don't need a, to spend a ton of money on like equipment or anything like that. Like I started in a studio apartment making one gallon batches of like cider from apple juice that I would buy at the store and just like add sugar and yeast and let it ferment and then bottle it and going from there. And then now I have like a, the capacity to like make 200 gallons of beer at home a year. Um, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like not in one go. I mean, I can make 200 gallons at work. No problem. But like at home, I just make five gallon batches typically like once or twice a month and bottle and keg that. And it's yeah. But I have like a whole system where like I've converted a, a cooler to, to, to steep my grains and do all that and boil and cool everything off. So wild wild stuff so fro and i historically we don't drink we don't know anything yeah. about this we don't know anything mm -hmm. about alcohol or booze in any capacity i the only thing that i've ever had not not like a regret it's not definitely not a regret but something that i guess would be a little envious of is the variety and um just that, just that trying of new things that seems to come with alcohol or beer or wine that I, I, it's not the same as, as anywhere else. Like very rarely does someone come over and be like, oh, have you tried this soda that I've never heard of before? It's like, uh, no, I, it's, that, that doesn't happen. But, you know, people, 
you know, I've been to parties, I've been to barbecues. Like, oh, uh, I saw this in the, the liquor store, so I picked it up, and everyone tries it. And like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, <laughs> who wants to uh, eat a cheeseburger? Good old standby. Yeah, no, um, that's that's one thing about the alcohol industry is just the, the variety of things out there. Uh, but, I mean, seltzer's popping right now. There's tons of seltzers out there now. That is true. I am a big seltzer fan. And seltzer is awesome. It really is. Love it. Love it. Polar if, seltzer? Hell yeah. Do you get polar out there? Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's a local that, thing. That blackberry shit, man. That oh, the blackberry good. citron? Uh, I don't know if that's out here, but the I think it's just blackberry and then the the orange or the the orange vanilla tastes like a cream soda. Fucking rules. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, they have a uh, like a winter flavor now of, of uh, blackberry citron or whatever, and it's it's very good. It's good. Yeah, that, uh, stay that away from the eggnog one though. Uh, not good. Not yeah, it's not <laughs> it's good. It's fucking awful. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that was your, your number five. Fro, do you have a, a question for Arez? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at all. As Matt yep. said, I don't know shit about alcohol in the least bit. So my questions are going to feel very out of left field. Uh, and it's That's all fair. I can think of. <laughs> so, my number five. Uh, grape Lady, hero or villain? Ooh. Grape Lady? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> The grape stomping lady. Oh, that. Oh, the uh, 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 lady. (laughs) She was cheating, right? So she tried to cheat, and then she immediately got like that instant karma. So uh, that video is ridiculous. Hearing it, it, like just hearing that noise that come out of that lady is. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's it's rough to listen to. Like I just have like that gut reaction. I'm like, oh, I know that pain that you're going through. That that video is one of the earliest like viral videos that i remember ever seeing um and the first time i saw that i was like i'm going to die from how funny this is Oh, the fucking, no. The, uh, the uncompassionate fucking uh, newscaster. Ooh, man, Stacy went down. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh, uh, big ouchies, huh? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next up, uh, pig saves man's life. <laughs> but yeah, so like this video to me, like it's one of my uh, memories of booze. So I just assume that she's either a hero or a villain to the, the alcohol community because it's just like... You know, she knew to take advantage, but do you have that competitive spirit? It's like, no, fuck that. She knew to take advantage? Yeah, she knew to, like, you know, she she tried to cheat, but there's no rules for this. <clears throat> so she's like, everybody stop. No, fuck you fools. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so. What a deep diving uh, question, Fro. Yeah, no. So the, the whole grape, grape stopping thing. Um, that's that exists a little bit um, in the wine industry. Like there are, there's a winery near me that will do like a grape stomping competition where you get like two minutes to like stomp as much juice out as you can, and whoever wins like wins some like bullshit. But from like a pr- wine production point of view, like stomping grapes doesn't is 
that's not commonplace at all. Like we, we use machines for that kind of shit. So it's classic, right? Is that the actual classic way to? Uh, yeah, because you gotta you gotta macerate that stuff. So um, you have like a bunch of grapes, and you have to press them in some some manner. So back in the day, they didn't know, so they just stomped on it, right? Is it always now, grapes in wine? Uh, when so the term wine specifically refers to. Um, juice from grapes but country wine refers to juice from other fruits that are fermentable so <laughs> you can you can ferment strawberry juice and make wine with that or like blueberries is very common <laughs> um but that's Does called country wine a lot of it's bad a lot of it that's out there is like gross it's it's not great um <laughs> yeah, why is so, it gross um it's hard to explain so there's a lot of variables that go into making a good alcoholic beverage. Um, some fruits do, don't have the, the right acids in them to like complement ethanol. Um, okay. Ethanol and water really isn't that great to, to drink. Um, and then, but some other like blueberry wine is, is not great. I'm not a fan of it. Um, it just has so much sugar that you end up with like this super sweet uh, beverage at the end of it. And it's just, it's not fun to drink. So. Yeah, Fro, you idiot. Dude, I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> I smell wine and it just smells like vinegar, so I it's not for me. All wine If it smells like vinegar, then it's not wine. <laughs> so it's, is it just vinegar? Yeah, so vinegar is made from wine. Um there's a acetobacter which will convert ethanol into acetic acid, which is what vinegar is. Yeah, Fro, what are you a moron? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm a straight up fucking Booze dunce. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> no, what Fro, you're you're Fro, you're you're doing great. You're trying. You're you're Thank killing you. it. You're not being negative like a, a, a Matt Bisney over there. Negative so. or honest? Because so far I haven't told a single lie on this episode, and you <laughs> have. I'm speaking my own truth. Okay. So <laughs> oh, here we go. Here comes that Portland logic of my own truth. <laughs> um, Listen, okay. all our flags are upside down up here. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that that was my number five. Great lady, hero or villain? All right, I I think hero in the long term, hero in oh, that moment, great. definitely a villain. But she get a lot of mileage out of that 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 video. That's true, <laughs> definitely so, hero. Uh, real quick aside, uh, I heard a cat get run over by a car once. Jesus, and yeah, I know. Uh, it the noise very similar. <sighs> I hate. Have you, I, oh, go ahead. Have you guys ever been like hurt? like that before where you're just laying on the ground going oh 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 and i can't breathe i've uh, had the wind knocked out of me before but i wasn't like i wasn't doing that i was definitely like oh god yeah i've never i've never made a noise like that when i've been hurt mm-hmm. um also it's very rare that i get hurt because i'm so like handsome and strong what about and them fucking shoulders dude i mean even when that happens i'm just like silent because i'm probably in shock <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, those rugby players that like dislocate their knees and like are oh. on the ground, just like punching their knee back into place. That's you with your shoulder. You just punch it back into place. Absolutely not. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I immediately pull my arm in and hold it with my other arm, and then I, I panic and I hate it. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, I hate it. Even thinking about it. Uh, all right, I have a question. My number five. Sure. All right. So my question is: There is fermentation in cheese. Can cheese be booze? No, so <laughs> don't lie to uh, me about this. <laughs> no, cheese cannot be booze. 
Um, it's a different type of fermentation. So fermentation is just how organisms or cells um, respire or they generate ATP. Um, we, we do fermentation in our own bodies, right? Like um, we, we, if we work out and we're not getting enough oxygen in our muscles, we, we produce lactic acid in those muscles. So that's, that's a type of fermentation. Um, but that's not booze, right? So cheese fermentation is fermentation, but it's not producing ethanol. It's producing, or it's reducing lactic acid. Um, Wait, is, fer- is fermentation just something going bad? In like, no. terms, I suppose. No, no. Bad is like, I mean, that's a weird qualifier, but um, it, 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 fermentation is your, your, it's a chemical reaction, right? Yeah. But it's a, it's an enzymatic reaction. So you're taking something with that has the has an, uh, a source of energy, breaking it down into constituent points. So like ethanol production is you're taking some kind of sugar like glucose or fructose, and you're breaking it down into uh, NADH and NADH plus, and then you're taking that into ADP um, or, or uh, ATP. Oh, and then. Uh, you're producing a, uh, a byproduct of ethanol and CO2, typically in Saccharomyces uh, fermentation. But mm. cheese fermentation is not producing ethanol, so it's not booze. Interesting. So can what only if I, berries be booze? What if I want it to be booze? Uh, you're going to have to add some kind of um, Saccharomyces yeast and some kind of sugar to make it booze. Oh, just imagine sugary cheese. <laughs> Uh, sugary cheese yeah you got like a cottage cheese you can add like fruits to it and it makes it sweeter uh i guess so i don't like i don't like cottage cheese i wish or i did cream cheese too same deal do cottage cheese, cheese rules and I, cheese cakes yeah that's yeah that's true all right all right all right, all right, all right. i can't imagine a boozy cheese though that sounds awful I, well, I don't know um what is it? Uh, oh shit! That cheese dip, fondue. Fondue has wine in it. Um, oh, because <laughs> you're yeah, you're you're changing the pH of the system to because if you just heated cheese up um, and tried to add like some water, you would end up with like this weird separation. But if you add um, like a white wine, um, you end up with like a better consistency, and you don't end up with like cheese curds. In your your fondue, you know it's you know what I gotta say so far. This has only started, and I I find this interesting because I know a lot of people that go to school for something and then can't sp- speak about it. And I just I honestly don't believe that they learned a fucking thing about anything. Um, out of school for business? Oh yeah, yeah. Explain a little bit. Or like, name uh, all the stocks. <laughs> name them all. If you're such a feminist, name all the women. I fucking love that. I think that's so funny. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like name all the stocks, uh, or just. But like so many people, I feel feel go to school for something, they graduate, and they don't practice what they went to school for or whatever. And I'm very pleased because you definitely know what you're talking about. Thank you. Um, actually, so. Not to plug more make fun stuff, but like, no, I've been, please go ahead. <laughs> I've been making these like 
kind of casual like Facebook live videos in the Make Fun Network Facebook group, just like talking about like alcohol stuff in general, where I can kind of just like sit down for like a half hour and talk about like whatever. So I did like a wine tasting one, like how to taste wine. And uh, the other one was like comparing and contrasting two different beer styles and like why they're similar and why they're different. They've been super fun to do. And um, I'll probably keep doing that. It's, it's yeah, really definitely. Nice. Honestly, like that's such a good idea. Like I feel like um, I feel like it's a good place to to do stuff like that. Maybe we should start like uh, organizing it in some some like official capacity where if someone wants to do that, where they 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 have a knowledge base about something, and we just you know we we hype it up and people in the group can join if they want. It's just like yeah, thirty minutes and we'll we'll talk about you know so and so is going to talk about this and you know you can ask them questions if you want or or whatever. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun um, to do and it, I. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, what's your number four on your list? Um, so I guess my number four is, uh, your tasting palette is trainable. Um, I get asked all the time or like people will lament and be like, Oh, I wish I could get into wine. Cause I feel like my palate isn't great or like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, it's a hundred percent trainable. Um, I, was not a wine person um, until I went to Oregon State University and I had to take a wine production class. And part of that class was we would have to go do wine tastings um, and fill out a journal and turn it in. That was our homework. Um, and then once I started like really writing down um, all these different flavors that I was perceiving and um, just really engaging with, with wine in a new way, I found that the way that I could describe tastes not only just in wine or alcohol, but in food also uh, changed. So I was, I was expanding my um, ability to like speak about this, this stuff. Um, and that is a refined palate in my opinion. So it's definitely something that you can train. Um, yeah, it's that just, classic. It's an acquired taste thing. And then eventually you kind of like you learn to like it. Not right? re- it, it. That's not really like what I'm, just, just say no to him. Just say no, fro. <laughs> no, I mean that, that. That's a that's a very good point that Fro brought up. Um, oh, here we it's, go. It, that, that's one way of thinking it too. It's like I wasn't super into wine because I didn't really know how to talk about it, and now I'm into wine because I know how to talk about it. And you just got to know that like um, how we taste things are different from person to person, right? So like if I try a wine and Fro tries a wine. Um, what I would pick up would be different from what Fro would pick up because Fro's pr- palate's probably really, really good, and mine is like novice. So <laughs> Fro's palate's really good. Do I have to mention again him just wrapping hot dogs up in a tortilla and just microwaving them? He's operating on a whole different level, Matt. Yeah, and dude, it's, it's I'm an it's idiot savant when it comes to food. Oper- operating on a different level doesn't mean a higher level. It just means a different level, which could be steps below a normal human being. Dude, I'm on a fucking flavor ethereal plane that you can't even grasp. I, I throw, I'll put it this way. If I saw you eat something out of a dumpster, I would not even be shocked or surprised. I found a fully wrapped cheeseburger in a parking lot and I ate it, so I guess Damn. I'm honestly one step closer to the dumpster. <laughs> there you go. Keep keep attaching your uh, your your cart to this train, uh, Erez. <laughs> I, I'm already there, man. I'm, yeah. I'm the... <laughs> I hope you can make it a... F- I'm going to get a fro tattoo on my butt. It's going to say fro. <laughs> uh, man, that'd be fucking wild. Uh, that'd be very funny. I wonder if I, didn't, and I, I don't need to wonder. I know nobody does, 
But it'd be cool if someone had like some sort of like make fun top five something some tattoo. It probably should be me, but I don't. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to get that. Uh, I still want to get that ghost that Arez drew. Oh, the uh, boo poo. Yeah. Uh, I think oh it was, my god. Was it the boo poo? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The spooky dookie. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. yeah. For- I just really like that ghost. I really wanted to get it tattooed on me. The only problem is with that is it's hard getting a white thing tattooed on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. If if if. <laughs> If you had one problem, it's that. Yeah, man. I have. I mean, I have. What do I have? I have fucking a couple white guys tattooed on me, so it's a little weird because uh, they definitely don't look white anymore. So no, white's white's a hard ink to take anyway, no matter what. Well, yeah, but I mean, when it's hard to get when you're brown. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it should be easier because you have something to like contrast against. Sure. Sure. Don't give me that. It's not, it's not like like putting white on on a fucking black piece of paper, Matt. It is to me. That's oh, all okay. I know. <laughs> all I know is colors, and that's 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 it. Um, no, that spooky, no, but that spooky dooky thing was when that got posted. I like ran with it super hard because um, that that was like October of 2018, and I have sketchbooks just full of like ghosts playing with poop. I will do that <laughs> shit and laugh my ass off the entire time that I'm drawing it. It's so much fun. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to post. Maybe a, a Duke a day in October. Uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. <laughs> a Duke a day. Uh, a Duke a day. Um, I'm, I'm honest. So I want to go back to your question, though, or your number four about the acquired taste. So, so it's not, or not, not an acquired taste, but your 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 uh, taste buds are. Uh, They're trainable. Yeah, trainable. Uh, so it is, you think that's different than an acquired taste? Like you didn't like wine originally, but did you just gain an appreciation for the taste that you don't like? It wasn't that I didn't like it. It's just I didn't know really how to how to engage with it or like process it or uh, break down like the different flavors um, until the instructor was like, "Here's a wine tasting wheel. Here's all the you know general flavors." And so I would look, I would take a sip of wine and I would look at this wheel and be like, I guess I do kind of pick up some berry or whatever. It sounds douchey and super pretentious, but it, it kind of is. Um, <laughs> but like that, that, that way, like it was just kind of like a paradigm shift. Right. So I, I was just thinking about it differently. And then once I, I, I started thinking about it differently, I started to kind of want to try different stuff or like seek out different wines or different wineries. Um, just so I could uh, engage with that that way of thinking a little bit more. So um, for like someone that's like at home, you know, or like not in the, the alcohol industry or just like wants to try like different wines, it's it, you're, this idea of like a perfect taster, somebody that's like super douchey because we all have that image in our head of like some, some wine douche. Yeah, that um, spits it back into the glass. They sniff yeah, it, yeah, yeah. do all that stuff. Um, that's none of that is important. So, um, I, and I tell people all the time, like if, if a wine tastes good to you, then it's good wine and it's worth the price. Um, but yeah, your palate is a hundred percent trainable. It, it, you, you just have to like really kind of think about it in a different way. And the easiest way to do that is with like a, a wine tasting wheel. You can just Google it on your phone. And if you're tasting wine, you can just look at it and be like, Oh yeah, I guess I do kind of pick out blackberry or whatever but huh that's yeah 
it's not something that like you're born with, right? It, it, it's 100% trainable. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Wine tasting wheel. <coughs> I got mm-hmm. this thing up. It's like a flavor blurry. wheel. Yeah, I can't even fucking read anything on it. <laughs> Good job, work. bro. Well, you know what? It's not bro, my fucking fault. Why don't you ask a question? <clears throat> Number four. You fuck yourself, huh? Wow, huh? Is that your question? Yeah, hey, Raz, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> you know what, bro? That is a very good idea. I think I might do that. Um, thank you for you know letting me know that I should go do that. <laughs> no, uh, the, all right, no, I'm gonna. All right, the, I gotta the go. The question was, why don't you? Oh, I just haven't thought about it yet. And then gotcha. Fro came up with this great idea of me going fucking myself. And now, like, fuck, I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. I just want to go fuck myself. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, no, but let's see. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Let's see. Let me order this. Uh, okay, <clears throat> because I'm uh, I'm a new jack for this, uh, and I definitely don't have good questions. Uh, Rez, uh, fuck, marry, kill, beer, wine, or hard liquor? Oh, that's a good question. Man, that's a good. Uh, one. I'd probably probably fuck wine, uh, really? marry beer because it's always going to be there for me, and then. I'd probably kill hard liquor because it's it's definitely done some damage to me in my past. So. It's the devil's juice. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, is wine? Does wine make you horny? Is that why you're fucking that one? I just I don't want it all the time, but when I do want it, you know, I got that thirst, so I'll go for some <laughs> wine. <laughs> what? Do, I'm just, uh. Nah, baby, I ain't in the mood. I ain't thirsty. <laughs> nah, nah, bitch. <laughs> I'm impotent. <laughs> the, the idea of a day, like, nah, I ain't thirsty right now. It's like, okay, well. And then just some, man. like, old bag, like, uh, winos is, come on, baby. Come on, give, give, give wine a little taste. Yeah. Holy shit. Res, get in there and scramble them eggs. Come on. Come on. Why don't you stomp my grapes with them feet? <laughs> gross. <laughs> Ugh. Very gross. Okay, so you're a beer guy. Uh, yeah. Through and through. I guess. There's just a lot of variety. And yeah. Is there less variety of wine? No, there's a lot of variety, but after a while, it all kind of just tastes the same ish. It's all juice. It's all juice. So does beer not all taste the same? Because this is like an unofficial question. No, though, there's tons and tons of different styles of beer out there. So would, um, you, would you say that the, the range of beer is wider than the range of wines in terms of style yeah style tastes yeah uh in terms of style yes in terms of taste no i i would say like the difference between like a riesling and a chardonnay are going to be pretty different but like the difference between uh two different vintages of like the uh, uh, like a pinot noir they're not going to be that that different right but like the difference between a stout and a porter they're going to be different. Difference between like a stout and a saison could be super different. So yeah, totally, um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> thank. <laughs> Good point, Fro. Uh, <laughs> no, but like the 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 contrast between different beer styles are more significant than the 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 contrast between different like wine styles or uh, different vintages of the same variety. If that makes any sense. Hmm. I think so. Uh... So I so <clears throat> I have tasted beer when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I would I would drink my dad's beer, not like all all of it, but I would take a sip because I'm like, oh, dad, my dad's drinking this. Like 
oop, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking awful. Taste of uh, beer, huh, Fro? Yeah, Matt. <clears throat> oh my god. Once again, had, had beer. Tasted beer before? I guess you're, guess you're not true straight edge. Huh? Yeah, I know. If you if you if you're not now, were, you never yeah, will yeah, be. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, what? What? Hold on. What's your guys' like line of like alcohol? Like my if line? It's a, like uh, I understand that you wouldn't drink like an alcoholic beverage, but if you had like something with wine, like cooked with wine in it, like a sauce, would you not eat that that I, dish because it had wine in it? I avoid it as much as I can. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've it's never happened because I'm sure I I, I can't think of a, like a specific instance, but I'm sure mm-hmm. I ate something that was cooked with some alcohol at some point. And I didn't even know. You probably Just had like a scampi trace amounts. Yeah. You've probably had a masala. But I but I do avoid it. If if I know ahead of time, I just won't. And every time I do that, not every time, a lot of times somebody will be like, but, but, but it's cooked out. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And I totally get it. I'm just, I just don't want to, it's just not worth the risk for me. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's even if you're not going to catch a buzz off of it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just like the principle of it where it's like, I, I, I abstain from it and I've gone this far and I, and I do my best to just to do so. So it's like, to me, it's like, if I'm going to be that loose, there like what what's the point of having any type of restriction at all sure yeah yeah i mean that's the same thing with me like i i don't really go for them either i'm like yeah i i'm i'm also if it's got a white wine sauce like i'm good i'll pick something else uh one i kind of think they taste boozy at least to me like it's a even though it's very minor to a lot of people it's still a very strong taste like i think chicken masala is just putrid uh like shrimp scampi like it still has like that kind of booze zing to it that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I stay away from most of those things as well. Like, yeah, I, I have had sips of beer as a kid. Uh, and I've never, I've never drank, uh, really like, you know, in my adult life, I've never, I've never had anything. Uh, sure. <clears throat> um, so like, I literally know nothing about all of this. So when I, when I was a kid, when I took sips of beer, I don't know what my dad drank. It was so long ago. I think he was a Budweiser guy. Schlitz. Uh, what? Schlitz. Yeah, Schlitz. Schlitz gay. <laughs> Schmitz gay. Um, um, that old SNL bit. So so uh, good. Chris Farley taking the sunglasses yeah. yep. up. Yep. yep. So good. <laughs> um, but I I only like have this brief memory of them. Like one, this is bad. Uh, again, that's something a kid usually can't handle palate wise because it's. Like I would say a bitter. So there's a reason for that. So like your ability to taste or handle bitter things um, kind of diminishes as you get older. So like right. a kid, their bitter perceptors in their mouth are like super, super uh, sensitive. So anything that tastes bitter to kids is rough. You know, beer or like vegetables, it's going to be rough. Right. So, oh. um, but like as you get older, you're like, oh, Brussels sprouts aren't gross. I love Brussels sprouts. I do like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are legit good. Um, but I always like. I always wonder. So like. So my thing now, like as an adult, uh, I've had, I have friends that drink. Um, <clears throat> I had a buddy who I would buy him a different beer every single time we went to the uh, liquor store. You know, he he would just come over to my house and drink. So I would I would pick out all these you know microbrewery whatever. I just give him a six pack and I pick out each individual one. Mm-hmm. And so my whole thing is I would smell all of them. That was how I drank beer was by smelling them. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And they all smell the same to me. 
which in my head I still think they all taste the same. That's why I'm I'm curious when you say that like stout is different than a porter. I think you said yeah. that a steak, uh, <laughs> a porterhouse. <clears throat> yeah. Um, like how like is it a mouthfeel that's different or is it an actual taste that's different? There's a a number of different measure uh, metrics that are like that make it different. So uh, like a, without going into like all of the beer styles um, because I did say stout and porter stouts are like thicker in terms of mouthfeel. So if you try to imagine like the difference between skim milk, 2% milk and whole milk or like heavy cream, they have like completely different mouthfeels. That's how it'll sit in your mouth. A stout's on the more heavy side. So it's like a more whole milk style, uh, like mouthfeel. Whereas a porter, it's like a Guinness. Yeah. 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 Um, and then a porter would be more on the thinner side. Um, it has a, a, a quite a different like taste. It's hard to, to explain. Is that a Bud Light? No. So it's a, it's a dark beer. So like a stout and a porter, if you poured them in a, in two different glasses and had them side by side, you'd have a hard time telling the difference between like, oh, that just looks like the same beer in two different glasses. But once you taste it, you'll be like, oh, there's a, there's a difference. Weird. Wild stuff. So right. I do find it intriguing. It really is. I have I have a question. I have my next question here. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. go yeah, go with yours. All right. My number four question is uh <clears throat> so someone who works in the industry, what are some uh what are some indri- like industry terms people might not know about? Oh, this is my favorite. Um I, I get asked a lot. Uh, people ask like what do I do at my job? And I say it's like part me sticking my nose into bungholes and sn- smelling for taint. Um, all of those uh, are real words <laughs> that I do. Yeah, yeah dude, so, there was a there was a liquor store in yeah. Peabody, Mass. It was Bunghole Liquors. It's still there. I drive by it all the time. Is it still there? I thought it was gone the last time I drove by. No, it's definitely there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like bunghole is like a real term. A bung is a term. Um, so the <laughs> hole in a barrel is called the bunghole, and then the thing that the stopper that you know plugs that hole is called the bung. Um, my boss asked me to go on bung patrol all the time, and every time he asked me to do that, I laugh my ass off. Uh, does he not sounds... get it though? No, he does. He says it okay. to be a joke. Well, I wasn't um, sure. It's like you know, he's older, I, I assume, and it's like, yeah. yeah, I have no idea what Beavis and Butthead is. So he listens to, to um, uh, not uh, Howard Stern. He listens to Howard Stern at work. So oh, yeah, no, he's, he's yeah. He knows what's up. The unifier of generations of uh, <laughs> blue humor. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, like what other terms other than like super scientific sounding terms like maceration or like punch down, uh, sacrifice. Oh, my favorite one is a um, it's a German word. Uh, it when you look at it, you're like, this just looks like a German word for Assmann's house, um, but it's a region in Germany called uh, Assmannshausen. It's a wine growing Asman. region. Asmanshausen. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, I think that's one of my oh. favorite words. So, there, do you guys have? Well, I assume I'm just kind of piggybacking off map thing. Is there like a beer maker's joke that utilizes these terms? I'm sure. I don't know any of them. Okay. That's yeah, like uh, like the old uh, straight edge joke. Which one? Um. How many straight edge kids does it take to finish a six pack? One if his friends aren't around. 
Always funny. Um, another joke that I like is uh, how many how many scenesters does it take to change the light bulb? And it's like, uh, was it ten? One to change the light bulb, and then nine other people to bitch about how much better the old light bulb was. <laughs> that is actually a good one. It is yeah, a good. Frozen laugh, you bitch. Old stuff's better. I was letting it sink in, Matt. Oh, okay. He was appreciating it. Yeah. God, you just sometimes love it. Like, that's what you got to do to a joke. You just got to you got to appreciate it, <laughs> and then you got to explain it to everyone else, and then then the joke dies. Sometimes <laughs> perfect. Yeah. The life of a joke. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So that's my number four. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is um, how do I get into trying new things? And you just you just got to do it. Um, people will be like, oh, I don't know anything about Pinot Noir. How do I, you know, how do I get into Pinot Noirs? You just got to go on wine tours. Um, you got to, like, I, I'm very fortunate where I'm in Oregon. I can drive, you know, an hour in any direction and pass, like, 10 wineries and um, I can stop by and be like, hey, I work for this winery and usually my tasting is free and I'll try their stuff and I'll get an idea of like what they're doing and how they're doing it. And maybe I can uh, bring that into my winery and try new things uh, with what we do. But uh, as like a consumer um, and that's kind of like how I structured my list. I, I know I'm not going to like turn you guys into to alcohol drinkers, uh, you and Fro or Matt and Fro. Um, but I, I guess more like for the people listening at home, it's like, well, if you want to try wine, like the best way to like get into wine is just to like go on a wine tasting. It'll be like 10 bucks at most. And you'll try like seven different wines and you may find stuff that you like, and then you can buy a bottle of it there and take it home. And, um, plus it's also like a really good date. I'm looking at you, Daniel Sepulveda, um, (laughs) to, to just, you know class up the place um but same with beer too it's like i think he is i think he it's like 25 his fake younger brother is like 21 so (laughs) right um yeah something that you said i think is interesting um you'll go to if you go to another winery you just go hey i make wine they go oh here try this Mm -hmm. and they're they're not worried about like stealing or taking their shit no 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 so that's i guess that's a misconception in the alcohol industry is that like we have our secrets and we protect our secrets from outsiders and that stems from like the budweiser being very shysty about what ingredients went into beer uh they they pretended they turned it into like a marketing campaign it's like budweiser secret recipe nobody can make it as budweiser can um and then people just assumed that all the alcohol industry was like that and that's not the case um uh, at least where I am, um, where my winery is, uh, it's 10,000 cases. So that's considered kind of like medium to like on the, the, the low side of medium. Um, and we will help out all the other wineries in our area. Like if we're doing bottling, we'll reach out to other wineries and be like, Hey, we're bottling. Do you want your stuff bottled? And we'll bottle it for them. We all help each other. We're all here for each other. We're a big team. You know, we'll lend out equipment, we'll borrow equipment, whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll trade fruit if we need to, but like we're, we're, we're all working together. So, um, it's, it's not cutthroat, uh, not it, it's cutthroat, like for the corporate wineries, like Gallo, but, um, independent wineries, it's very much a community. We're all hanging out. We're, we, we all want each other to be successful. So we all help each other out. I, uh, this, this is a world I don't understand. 
Matt's all about the cutthroat. I know. I just, I just think it's so. It's just weird to me that if you had a business and let's say you made, for the lack of a better term, let's say you made cheese booze, okay, Mm -hmm. and you're the only people that made cheese booze. But mm-hmm. then the winery down the street was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make cheese booze, too. And now now there's a direct competitor to the thing that you were known for making. Like, that's that's what I'm getting at, where I find this is like, I understand it's like, oh, we're all in it together. But is there like an unspoken uh, like uh, rule where you don't, you don't like uh, poach the, the people's, you know, signature things? We don't poach each other's like distributors, right? Um, or like their distribution spots. So like if, if a, if a tap house has kegs of my wine, um, I'll be really upset if another winery is trying to move into that spot and trying to get us kicked out of there. Cause you know, we would have worked really hard to get there. Um, but right. So but from so like an independent, pres- like an independent, like who cares, you know, if maybe, you know, like if I make cheese booze and you make cheese booze, like I would, I wouldn't, be so concerned that like you're cornering the market away from me i'd be like maybe he's nailing it right maybe you know he's he's actually making really good cheese booze and i would want you know matt to like tell everyone how good cheese booze is right so i i wouldn't see it as like putting me um putting me out i guess right but if like you just said earlier where you have a tap house that has your barrels of wine in there there's i mean there's a finite number of tap houses, and if you know, my I wanted to grow my business. Why why wouldn't I want to try to create a product that's better than your, and sell it over your wine? Then you have every right to do that. I, I mean, I, but uh. so this like I, this is why it's like it's so. This is like what I'm saying where I don't understand like from your perspective of you you work at a business and you are and I'm sure it's gr- like I'm not saying that the this this community is, is a bad thing I just I get nervous for things like this because you know what this is like this is very much like old wrestling when there was territories and everyone was like oh yeah we have territories and we we don't go into our our neighbor's territory and then Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon came beer in. comes around Right, and Vince McMahon of, of, of wine or beer comes in, they're like, okay, I'm taking it all. And then they do. And it's like, now all those other places are out of business because it's like, um, I don't know, I guess it's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing to balance, I guess. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess how the, the, the distribution uh, system is set up in America, it kind of, um, kind of cuts that out, right? Like, um, like I don't, I don't take kegs of wine directly to this tap house, right? My kegs go to our distributor. Our distributor takes it to that tap house. So it's really up to the tap house to, or the, the tap house to say to the distributor that they want this wine. Um, but another winery would have to engage with that distributor in order to get that tap house. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to... Okay, so I think I understand what you're saying. So if you go to another winery, you're not necessarily in direct competition with that winery because there's a middle uh, entity of a distributor that kind of balances this out. Yeah, exactly. Ah, um, okay. But also, not just in the wine industry, but in the the um, the beer, beer industry, um, independent brewers are not really in competition with each other. Um, in the sense that 
independent is competing directly with uh, what's known as macro. So micro versus macro, independent versus corporate. So it'd be like your independent brewer, your town brewery competing against Budweiser because independent really isn't taking so much from each other is that they're taking from the macro breweries that are taking from the corporate breweries. That's the big competitor, right? Um, that's the bigger problem with um, the alcohol industry in general. So it's, it, it's, it independent companies don't have this disdain for other independent companies. So it's not as cutthroat as people would think it is. I actually have a, I have a question. I remember hearing it's like a news story, maybe a couple years ago of Anheuser-Busch buying some Yingling. No, I don't know if, no, I don't think it was Yingling, but they, they bought some up and coming, uh, beer, uh, brewer of some kind. And then they put it out under their label and it just didn't taste the same. And it was like this big, not an uproar, but I just remember hearing it was enough that I heard about it. I just don't, I don't remember what it was. Does that ring any bells? Yeah, absolutely. So Budweiser specifically in Bev Budweiser, because Budweiser is not owned by an American company anymore. Um, those big breweries, they, poach um craft breweries Be and not for the beer they're 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 looking for intellectual property right so what budweiser will do is they'll go to a company and they'll say hey we want to buy your brand and then that company will say okay how many millions of dollars are you going to give me and then they give them those millions of dollars and then budweiser will then package a beer that's similar to what that independent producer was doing and then distribute it all over the u.s um that's one way that they'll do it. Another way that they'll do it is they'll approach a company and say, Hey, um, we don't want, we want to, we want to buy your brand, but we don't want you to change anything. We just want you to build a bigger packaging brewery, make the exact same stuff, and then we'll distribute it for you. Um, so without knowing exactly which brewer or brewery that you're talking about, I, I wouldn't know exactly mm. what the situation was. Um, but that's, that's one way that. Uh, Budweiser has been kind of stamping out independent uh, breweries. Would you sell out to big beer? Absolutely. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> if I had a brewery, like if I, if I had a brewery and then I was producing 30 barrels like a month and then Budweiser was like, Hey, your, your brewery is, it's got a great brand. Uh, we want it all over the U S. Oh, so if, if I was producing 30 barrels a month, I would not be, I'd probably only be producing enough beer for like distribution in Oregon and Washington. And if Budweiser came and we're like, we're going to give you a tons of money. Here's a sack of it uh, and a swimming pool full of gold. And you can just swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. And Hell then yeah. uh, this beer with your name on it is going to be all over the U.S. I'd be like, fuck, yes, let's do it. There I, I don't see any problem with that. <clears throat> now we're talking. Now you're speaking my language. Um, who had the last question? I don't even remember. It was Matt. So was, I think it's it me. me. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So you're up. Okay. So I guess to kind of talk more topical, um, COVID and the alcohol industry. Um, so for the past year or so, people have been stuck at home. Then on the news, I hear things like, oh, the alcohol industry is booming. Um, people are, you know, they're drinking more. And that's only half true. So the alcohol industry for independent uh, producers of alcohol, it's been really hard because ind independent uh, producers rely on tasting rooms. They reply, uh, they rely on bars and restaurants for their distribution. So a third or excuse me, two thirds of our distribute or our income 
was like cut out for the past year. And so we had to rely heavily on people ordering wine and people coming to the tasting room and trying to get stuff out because we couldn't ship stuff out. So the people that are the, the industries that have been like booming, the alcohol industries that have been booming have been uh, the big guys. So like Gallo and Budweiser, because they're already everywhere. They're in grocery stores. So um, there's this push like culturally to support small businesses, but then they're like, Oh, well I'll just buy this cheap wine at the grocery store. Not knowing that their, their winery down the block really could use their business. Convenience. Yeah. Yeah. They're already buying tampons. I mean, that, I fall into that trap all the time too. Cause like I'll go to the grocery store and be like, Oh, I'll just get this thing, a white claw, whatever. Um, when I could right? just be going to my, my beer, like my brewery, like there's a brewery, like two blocks away from my house that's been open and I should be supporting them more, but I understand the convenience. there and then you got to drive. And, uh, that's true. That's true. That's it. It's like old dead Kennedy's give me convenience or give me death. Absolutely. <laughs> Kennedy's uh, did that. Yeah, that was like the name of uh, an album or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was something he used to say. Uh, so he wanted convenience. No, he was just talking about the the idea of corporate consumerism. Gotcha. Right, which I I understand. It's like I was saying. It's like yeah, I know I probably should be doing this, but it's like I'm I'm only a human being, and this is this is more convenient, and it is going to satisfy whatever need I have and it is ultimately cheaper. It's a tough, it's a tough nut to crack. Yeah. It's, you really have to be like adamantly aggressive about not doing it, which yeah. is kind of exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So like for, for the past year, knowing that like a bunch of small businesses in my area have been like severely impacted. Um, I've been going out or like quote unquote going out to eat more, just getting like, take out once a week, which I don't normally do that often, but I feel compelled to at least support a different business every week. Yeah. The only thing that I support like that is, uh, my barber down the street. Cause I don't, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not getting a haircut as often, but when I go, I, I give him, I pay for my haircut and then I give him like a $50 tip. Damn. Dang. Well, that's I fucking wa- five hairs. Cut. <laughs> You got that fucking Homer Simpson head, dude. It's more for the beard. Oh, okay. Cut the, thank you for my five hairs cut. <laughs> but man, you should see how well he cuts these five hairs, bro. They're immaculate. I know. Uh, stubble, I can barely tell. Um, But yeah, I, I understand. I see a lot of people oh, that are like, uh, you know, don't shop at Amazon. It's like, well, I kind of need this and I'm not wanting to go out and if i do it's the only place i can go to is here i'd rather just get it here you know it's, it's tough yeah, yeah 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 it's like why i could order it from amazon or i would have to go to walmart to get it and i'm <laughs> just as in danger if not more right. at walmart than i am ordering something from amazon so yeah yep so what can you do uh fro number three Yo, I love ordering from Amazon. I don't give a shit. Oh, me too. I'm a big Amazon fanboy. <laughs> Amazon's great. Amazon's I'm awesome. So, it is. It's like perfect. I get. I get the fucking hate. It's like, well, he's got enough money. I don't want to support so much. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But damn, oh damn, and I need a fucking wooden spatula, and I have no desire to go outside. Yo, I'm Dude, I want. I want drones to like come to my house and give me my COVID vaccine. Like they're, that's what I want. They're working on. Well, I'm not. The I don't. Code, I don't want those drones. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I'm freaked out by the drones. 
Well, one day though. Yeah, that'll happen. Don't worry about it. I know it will. I don't like. I don't like it though. It's freaky. <laughs> freaky. Freaky. I don't need a fucking drone fucking peering at my fucking window. They had a. When the, when the lockdowns first happened, I think, I don't know, maybe New York, but the, some police or some, whatever, they're using drones to scan the neighborhood for people not being in their house. And then, like, all, over the drone, they would, like, loudspeaker them to, like, go inside. Yeah, I think it was New York and I think Italy, too. They it's, had, like, that's, drones. That's crazy. Being, like, stay inside in Italian. Yeah. It's like, fuck, this is scary. Yeah. That's drones super dystopian. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Su- yeah. Hey, you'll, st- you'll stay inside, huh? It's a me, Mario. Get inside. <laughs> Did you guys see like um, the videos like maybe last like March or April when Italy was having like really a really hard time with COVID um, being spread and these Ita- uh, these Italian like lawmakers were like bitching about their constituents, like begging them to go outside and they're like pissed off. They're like, stay the fuck inside. Why do you want to go outside? Why are you trying to run? Well, all of a sudden, everybody's a runner. Fuck you. Stay inside. They're like yelling at their constituents. It was great. All of a sudden, everybody's a runner. That's so funny. That's what it was like in Oregon. Like our governor was like, stay home. Don't fuck around with this. And then everybody was like, cool, I'm going to go hike the Pacific Crest Trail. I'm going to go hunting. And it's like all my fishing spots are like blown up. And it's like, damn it, you fuckers. (laughs) All of a sudden, they're fishermen. Big time, like everybody's got, which is, and it's a good skill to have. But it's like, fuck off. This is my spot. Yeah, like listen, <laughs> I was listening to that band before these whole shirts and hot topic. Yeah, you've been fishing here. Name fucking. Five oh, you fish. like fish? Name all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name five bottles. Top five fish. See. Um. All right. So my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zima. What happened to it? They tried to revive it. Like I think it was like 2010. But uh, I think that character from Mad TV killed it. What? What is it? It's just like it's sparkling. Easy. So you know how there's like uh, sparkling uh, seltzers now, yeah. like White Claw and Polar has an alcohol seltzer. Polar That's ice. all it was. It was just like a flavored like wine cooler, but it was branded as a wine cooler. That's why it was like made fun of because it was like it's a floofy chick drink, whatever. But Zima's actually really good. <laughs> That's but yeah, it's I just like Zima's, a, you take a Zima's like the shit on like alcohol, mm-hmm. like like universally. It's like I don't know why. Uh, it's like one of the few, obviously, like out of the like you know the big major beers like you know Coors or Bud. Like <clears throat> I know about Zima, um, and for some reason it's funny to me as well. I don't know why, but I just think it's funny that like you get shit on for liking Zima. Yeah. So like. I think the time that Zima came out was when wine coolers were first starting to be a thing, but they were marketed specifically towards female drinkers. Zima's um, were? Zima, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zima and like wine coolers, that industry, uh, specifically towards female drinkers. And All so, right, like, so I got to jump in real fast. So wine coolers. When I was a child, I drank wine coolers like it was nothing. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's but so badass, bro. I know, right? I was fucking drunk as a little kid. I didn't know. I didn't know what alcohol was, so they tasted good. Yeah, like, it's th- sweet. those were palatable to a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would drink a lot of those as a child. Maybe that Fuck. explains me now. <laughs> now that I think about it, are those like hard, hard. Uh, is that hard alcohol? I wouldn't call it like forty proof. 
or anything like that. Not like a bottle of like vodka, but I can't remember what the alcohol content off the top of my head. I can't, I can't imagine that it was over like 5%, but is that more or less than like a can of Budweiser? So Budweiser comes in at like 4.2%. So just marginally more, but you would have to drink like a lot of Budweiser to get fucked up. Um, But like a child drinking it, like I can't imagine more than like, I'm sure one like gave you a buzz. I mean, maybe, I don't know, but I know that I would drink them often. Anytime we were in the liquor store, I would be like, mom, I want this one. She'd be like, nope, shut up. Okay, let's go. We're out. <laughs> like, I, I do remember her telling me to be quiet and like, let's go. Uh, Did you I was your a, mom with an alcoholic child in the liquor store? <laughs> yeah. I was, a little, I was a little wine cooler fiend. I had no idea what it was. It was just tasted super sweet and I liked it. It's super sweet. Uh, and also they're like incredibly fun colors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they are bright colored, right? I, I can't remember the visuals. Yeah, I can't remember because you were drunk. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why you can't remember like stuff from your childhood. It's because <laughs> you're just <laughs> fucked up all the time. That's <laughs> uh, probably true. Uh, I mean, I had a weird childhood as we all know. Um, and I ingested things that I wasn't supposed to probably. Um, like wine coolers. I ate Tom's cigarette like butts. Nothings. Uh, no, I, I, I stayed away from the cigarette butts. I had uh, certain issues with those. Uh, those which, are that that's crosses the line. You have scruples. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told that story. That might be for another time. Uh, but like, Duck. I used to just eat Tums. Uh, I would just drink Pepto Bismol because it was fun. Um, fun. <laughs> pink, <laughs> bright pink. It's fun. <laughs> what did you Dude. drink it and go woo? Yeah, Tums are good. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just like crunch on a Tums, even if I don't have an upset stomach. So I like it. Yeah, that uh, chalky. I, mm. I would go through my grandmother's purse and eat her Tums because I thought it was candy. <laughs> and then your nice. grandmother's writhing in pain, looking for her Tums <laughs> that her shitbag grandson ate. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Zima. Like I have a, a thing for Zima because some one of these like hardcore compilation videos. Uh, like uh, porn compilation? Sorry, music, music. Oh, <laughs> I realized that as soon as I said it. <laughs> you said hardcore compilation. I was like, damn, bro. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, like bands, bands and whatnot, like uh, <laughs> Hellfest or uh, New England Metal Fest. And one of the videos, uh, this band uh, Unearth was in it, and they were doing like a little interview. And like one of them got out of like the the band van, and he just goes, "Which one of you retards wants to buy me a Zima?" And it always stuck with me. I'm like, Zima is so funny, uh, and it, everybody shits on it, and I think it's so funny, and I love it. Was it Ken yeah. Susie? Uh, no, I think it was Buzz. Really? Yeah. yeah I remember so if, like, if Zima had never existed and it came out now, it would do well because it's <laughs> yeah. Because what's the what's the what's the thing you like? You ice people? What is that? Oh, that's the uh, oh. oh fuck! Oh my god! What is it? Lemonade? No, no. no Naturalized? No, it's not naturalized. It's um. Fuck! I just had to eat ice know. people. Smirnoff yeah. ice. Smirnoff, Smirnoff ice. ice. Yeah, that stuff. That, yeah, it's very similar to Smirnoff ice. Yeah, um, so, sweet. Yeah. Just whatever. You can't taste alcohol. Um, but the reason it was made fun of was because it was this fruity drink that tasted good and sweet, but it was marketed towards women. So, like at that time, like the '90s, early 2000s, if you didn't drink like Budweiser, you weren't a man. So. <laughs> That's Hell yeah, fun. dude! Just so obnoxious. Yeah. I just remember the black and blue, like imagery of it too. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, kind of remember what the 
Yeah. But I thought bring it like back. for sure, like Justin Timberlake or somebody was like, I'm going to bring this shit back. And then it never got off the ground. I never yeah, fucking like, I don't know. I guess I just never cared that much of the whole, like in for, when it comes to food or a drink, like, Oh, like you're saying like Budweiser was for men and Zemo was for women. I don't know. I just never gave a fuck about that. The only thing that I will ever participate in as far as like a, like a, like a gendered experience is, if you're, is what? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like if, if you're, if you're like a guy, you should get your hair cut at a barber shop. Well, I'm bald, so I save money by shaving my own head. Dude, you got those five hairs. Fucking go to where Matt goes. Yeah, he does a great job. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, a cut. All right, I'm going to fly to Boston every week, every two weeks to get my <laughs> hair cut and then fly back to Oregon. No, yeah. I'm just saying like if, if, if like, uh, I don't know, there's like there's guys that just they go to the salon and or like a super cuts and i get it but i don't know it's just well super cuts it's cheap it's affordable you get in you get you know you don't care about your look so much yeah I, when i had hair shop, dude. when i had hair i hated getting my hair cut because like they want to talk to you they want to chit chat i'm like i don't just cut my hair like let's be as transactional as possible plus i would like fall asleep half the time and it would just like wake up and i'd just be like drooling all over myself and just be like i guess that looks good i'm all groggy and shit it was awful i hated it i, I i'm actually like in a way glad that i went bald so i don't have to like deal with barbers anymore that's so funny what up so what do you do with your beard i trim it myself okay is yeah, that one just, of those, is that one of the skills that you developed over in uh, those years uh-huh yeah i watched nothing but like youtube videos on like how to trim my beard and uh, give myself smoky eye and like all of this like super awesome like makeup tips. Uh, no, I didn't do any of that. I was about I to just... like shift this whole conversation into let's let's change the topic here. <laughs> to, uh, top five beard questions. Top five smoky eye questions. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Uh, I have a shotgun like from The Simpsons. The makeup, makeup gun. The makeup gun. Set it yeah. to whore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah. Zima Zima did come back in 2017, uh, and 2018 for a little bit, and then it never came back again. There you go. I have a question number three. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what's the difference between cheap stuff and expensive stuff from a like a how it's made perspective? From like a how it's made, like are you talking like top shelf like it, liquor versus yeah, like, like, like cheap shit? Why is one better is it strictly ingredients or is it like a process or or what so we would have to kind of narrow it down a little bit so um certain things are going to be inherently more expensive uh, expensive because of um branding um so like champagne is more expensive in the united states because it has to come from champagne in france um the champagne region in france um and so import importing it to the u.s is more expensive so you can make sparkling wine, you can make champagne in the United States, but you can't call it champagne. Um, so that's going to be inherently more expensive. Um, certain, hold on, like I have a, a question on that. Yeah. Why? So why can't I just call it champagne? You can't. It's just regulations that everybody just agrees on. That makes no sense. Wait, so sparkling yeah. wine? It's. Uh, I mean, from Wayne's world, we all know wine, that, right? like, yeah. Huh? Oh, and you Wait, cut what? out. You cut out for a second, Arez. Um, I. 
Yeah. So like, it makes no, it doesn't make any sense why, um, I, gotta look I, up. I don't, I don't feel, fully understand why they do that, but like it, champagne's not the only thing that's like that. So like port, port wines are from Portugal. Um, brandy has certain regulations on it. Like the Moesha's got to, Moesha's got to give it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm here yeah, all day. So, um, that just exists in the wine industry or like in the alcohol industry. Like scotch can only come, like scotch whiskey can only come from Scotland, even though it's just whiskey. Um, you can make something that's comparable in the United States. Uh, same thing with but bourbon. It, it can't bourbon be scotch. Is, but you can't call it scotch. Like I can make it with the exact same ingredients, the exact same knowledge that I have. I can make it here in Oregon, but it's just called whiskey. Uh, I can't oh, call it scotch whiskey. And I can't call I it bourbon scotch. whiskey either. Huh. So like, whoa, 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 whoa. all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. So like bourbon has to come from Bourbon County in Kentucky. That's just a, a thing that everybody just agrees upon. If That's weird. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's real dumb. It's super dumb. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a branding marketing thing. Um, so, but, hold, so like you just said, so is our bourbon whiskey and scotch all the same thing? Fundamentally. Yes yeah. No. yeah. 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 So like scotch whiskey, um, can be made with like, let's say, let's just say that it's a, the, the materials that go into it is going to be like, Oh fuck. I thought my computer just turned off. Oh, I was, oh, like, I was like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cause my windows tried to update earlier and I was like, oh no, <laughs> but it's just my monitors. That sounds um, like classic top five of death shenanigans. I was about to shit. <laughs> um, no. So like, let's say in, let, let's say the a distillery in Scotland, they make it, they make their mash, they make their scotch with uh, just barley and uh, corn. Let's just say that. Um, and, on their labels, they'll call it Scotch whiskey. But in Oregon, I can make it with barley and corn, age it the same, exact same distillation process, but I'd have to call it whiskey. I couldn't call it Scotch, even though it would essentially be the same thing. So that's one way that something would be more expensive, right? Um, another way is just the label itself. So like Don Perignon, which is a type of champagne, is going to be more expensive because... According to the lore, Don Perignon was this monk in Champagne that figured out how to make real legitimate Champagne, like taste good. So he's like the first. So it's super expensive and you're, ba- you're paying for the label that way. But in terms of like raw ingredients, no, that, that's not really a factor for what's going to make it more expensive. What a bunch of horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, doesn't yeah. it taste better? Like, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. So like it, it, I can't, I can't just say that, look, Dom Perignon is better than like Prosecco in the United States or like sparkling wine in the United States. Cause I've had like sparkling wines that are really good, but there is a certain way that they do it in champagne. There's a specific method that they do, um, that they, that they do there that we don't necessarily do in the United States. Uh, yeah, it's called method, it- method champagne. It, it does taste, it has a, it has an impact on the taste. It does taste better. Um, but if I had a champagne, like a method champagne that I made, I wouldn't necessarily be able to get away with charging the same amount that I would be with like Dom Perignon. Right. Huh? Yeah. But, but that, anything, anything could be like this though. Like, you know, you got your fucking kids cuisine pizza is going to taste probably shittier than frozen DiGiorno's. 
Uh, yeah, I guess under the guise that they're both still pizza, but right. But they're, I mean, they're both still. But the ingredients in the process is different. Maybe where, it's, where it sounds like the ingredients in the process isn't different here, except for this one. What method you said? Method. Yeah, champagne. method champagne. Yeah. So, um, but on the inverse of that, there is a way to do something. Um, so there's a style of beer, uh, style of beer called sour beers, and it's a mixed culture of fermentation. And those take like two years to finish fermenting. And I can make that here in the United States and charge, um, a premium on that, on that bottle, the same that I would, um, around the same price that, uh, like a Belgian brewer, uh, would charge in the United States. So in that sense, the raw ingredient, it being the, the culture, the, 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 uh, the fermentation organisms, um, that, that would be a, like a raw ingredient that would inherently increase, um, uh, the price of the product. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of variables as to like what makes something more expensive than cheap. Huh. The companies, the companies that like make cheap, make cheap alcohol. So like you, it's part of their business model, right? So like Budweiser is not trying to corner the beer connoisseur, the people that are going to pay $15 for a single bottle of beer, right? They're trying to corner the market of the people that are going to pay $15 for 24 cans of beer. That's what they want. That's their market. So like as a producer of alcohol, you would kind of have to figure out where your market is and then work towards that. Even though that's, that's why I say like in the wine industry, like if the, if the wine is more expensive, it, it's not inherently better. It's just a different market that they're trying to, to get after. So if the wine is good, then it's worth the price. But if it's if it's good, but it's not something that you want to pay for, then maybe don't buy it. <laughs> Man, I have to buy this. But like I've had like, uh, I think the most expensive bottle of wine that I've tasted was like $2,000. Oh. And I wasn't like into it. I didn't like it. Um, but I've had like. $10 bottles of wine that I've been like, yeah, I'll buy this. This is good. So it's up to the person. But are you judging it against its cost? Like is, was the $10 wine good because it was $10? And no, was- this was, this was blind. This was a blind oh. tasting. So I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what year. I didn't know what vintage or I didn't, I didn't know the vintage. I didn't know the variety and I didn't know the cost. I, I didn't even see the bottle. So I just, I just had glasses of wine poured in front of me and I was tasting them. And then, com- and then ranking them based on um, my metrics for how I would um, like a wine or not. Cool. I once, oh, how much was it? I, was, I, I tried to buy like a $300. Well, my, my wife talked me out of like buying like a $300 bottle of water. <laughs> why? <laughs> well, why did she talk me out of it? Or why? No, it was like, like, why, why would why you buy it? that why, that water? Because I, I wanted to say that I had it. <laughs> What a fucking asshole! You it know, was, it, it was at Victoria and Alberts in Disney, and it was they have a, they have a water menu. It's yeah, that's and, a thing. Yeah, I never I'd never heard of it. And like I was saying earlier, right? How often do I get to participate in something like that because I do not drink alcohol? So here that I have this opportunity scale. where I can try this water that is it's literally bottled bottled from an iceberg in. Like the most northern part of and like and it's the most northern thing you could get, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole concept of it is that it's bottled off of an iceberg in the Arctic, which I'm like, cool. I want to try it. Yeah, but uh, how do you no. know that? I don't. I don't. I don't care. 
they could have been like, yeah, this fucking idiot uh, bought the uh, Arctic water. So uh, why don't you just fucking... Ta- yeah. Tap water. Here. No, that that exists. So um, uh, uh, like food fraud is huge, especially in like alcohol, but even in water too, because like people are going to try to pay more money for like what they think is like spring water, right? From like Belgium. It has going to, it's going to have like all this like health benefits that they think, but it's just like tap water from like Nigeria or some shit. So hey, you don't shut Nigerian tap water. That shit's good. I, no, it isn't. It's got sand in it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But like that exists. So like, um, uh, like fraud in like the alcohol industry exists. Like um, bootleg wine in China is huge. They'll just slap like a they'll, they'll they'll make like some shitty wine in China, and then like slap a French label on it and call it French wine, and people will pay <laughs> tons of money for it. And yeah, that exists. That's crazy. Well. <laughs> This is like a. Oh, I can't wait to to take this what I'm learning on this episode and then like in use it in some conversation at a restaurant. Yeah. If somebody orders something, be like, you know, it's just the same thing, right? They'd be like, what? They'd be like, well, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> uh, that okay. A little uh, aside. Um, that organic foods that exists big time. There's there's really oh, hard sure. for you to like guarantee that the food the produce that you buy at the grocery store is actually organic. Um, because so much fraud exists, um, and they, and the FDA has like hardly any staff to like investigate it. So they estimate that like 30% of all organic foods is actually not organic. Well, there was like a, it kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit when Amazon bought Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and though all the prices changed dramatically because they go up or go down, they went down because Amazon already had the infrastructure um, and every nothing changed, right? Not like no labels changed, but the prices went down because they weren't really, they weren't really <laughs> organic. They were just paying, like Arez is saying, just a higher price for the I don't know the peace of mind of buying something they think is better. Mm-hmm. Fools, yeah, fools, fucking right. fools, absolutely, yeah. Matt, you would have been, I would have fucking slayed you. If I heard that you bought three hundred dollar bottle of water, well, I'm going in May, and maybe oh, I'll maybe I'll buy asshole. it then. There's a guy in California, I think. He's like the first ever water sommelier. Like he'll do like water tastings. He's a total douchebag. Oh my god, he's such a <laughs> douchebag. There is a difference in like you know the tastings of water, but like it's so subtle, <laughs> it's like so dumb that you would like build a career out of it. Ah, this one is a uh, it's bottled from a puddle right outside this very building. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like this is tap water, and then this is like ten thousand dollars a glass, and it's the, from the springs in Belgium, and it has like this water hardness, and it has calcium chloride at this level, and the PPMs and the dissolved solids are at this level, and it's like, dude, shut up, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who wants to know that. Who goes? Oh, really? The PPMs? Okay, cool. Yeah, rich people. <laughs> yeah, people that have yeah. a lot of uh, discretionary spending and not well. a whole lot to spend it on. <laughs> well, I Martin don't want Reese. Martin Reese, the, yeah. the world's, the America's only water sommelier. Yeah, videos of him. You listen to him, you're like, man, I want to punch you. Not that I <laughs> would want to punch anyone, but man, he. He, he's testing me. Yeah. <laughs> he's really he's really uh, getting there. Uh, yeah. Number two, Arez. Okay, so um, I called this one the hangover helper. Um, there's no cure for hangovers. You just kind of have to like live in it 
and and deal with your decisions. But um, this idea that like if you're hungover, you drink a ton of water and you're gonna feel better. There's that's not gonna help. The only thing that I have found that helps is just to sleep, um, and a little bit of marijuana helps kind of just take you out of that feeling. Um, but yeah, there's there's no such thing as a hangover cure. So if someone's trying to tell you, what the hair of the dog? Don't do that. Do not continue drinking uh, to to help that. That's not going to help. It's only going to make things worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get rid of your hangover, uh, just stop stop drinking, <laughs> or just don't drink that much the night before and sleep. Hell no. Okay. But yeah, that's my number two is that there's really no, there's no cure for it other than like time, sleep, water definitely helps because you're dehydrated already. Um, and then I guess like, I find that like, I, I gravitate, gravitate towards like fatty foods. Like there's a, there's a, 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 a restaurant near me that has a burger called the hangover helper. Um, and it's just like a, it's a juicy Lucy burger with bacon and onion rings on it oh man it's so good so greasy yeah there's yeah. a burger place around here called that has a burger called the hangover and it's got it's got like a fried egg on it uh onion rings yeah you know, just super good. super gross things on it gross. i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing it's super tasty but it's just like excessive yeah and i guess like fatty foods do kind of help with like your upset stomach because um when you drink alcohol, your body is producing a ton or it's, it's, it's releasing a lot more acid into your stomach. Um, and the reason that you feel nauseous is that the, the lining in your stomach has been kind of worn down a little bit. So eating something with a lot of fat in it, um, isn't going to hurt your stomach as bad. Um, but if you eat something with like a, a lot of acid, uh, in it, or if you eat like a ton of sugar, uh, you're just going to boost your, your, your blood sugar levels and that's not going to help either. So water, fat and sleep and a little bit of weed. That'll, that'll help your hangover. It's not going to cure it, but it'll help. You heard it here first folks. Smoke weed every day. Oh, I wish I had it queued up. I don't. God. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, Fro, what's your number two? I don't have one. That's not true. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, hold on. Let me unlock my phone. There you go. <clears throat> so we actually kind of talked a little bit about this in my last one, but uh, should dudes drink Cosmos? Like the... Cosmopolitan, right? That's a, that's a drink. I mean, yeah. yeah. If you like Cosmos, drink it. Yeah, yeah that's what There's I want to hear. That. I like martinis. Yeah. No, I, I, I've had Cosmopolitans before, but like... The glass is what the problem is, right? It comes in that like martini glass. Like you can, if you go to a bar and you want to try a Cosmo, you can order a Cosmo and then uh, tell the bartender to dress it down and they'll just put it in like a, a tumbler glass for you. So oh, really? That, that, yeah. Just ask them for like dress down. I do that with martinis because I don't like the glasses because I, I, if, if I've already been drinking and I, I gesture with my hands a lot, um, I'll knock that fucking glass over so quick. <laughs> so I'll just be like, dress it down. More olives. Is a Cosmo um, a martini? It's a mixed drink. It's not the same. Oh, I don't fucking find them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's so wait, a Cosmo is a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. A martini is not. It is a mixed drink. They're just different oh. types of mixed drinks. It's just I don't know off the top of my head like what goes into a Cosmopolitan, but yeah. 
Got you. Yeah, if you want to want to order like an apple teeny and you're worried that somebody's going to make fun of you, just ask it to be dressed down and uh, it will look like a normal drink. Or just order your apple teeny and if somebody makes fun of you, just go, well, fuck you and just keep walking. <laughs> and throw your drink in their face. Yeah, and then be like, what the fuck do I care? I like yeah, apple Put it on that guy's tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like this idea of like a drink makes you more manly or less manly, that, that doesn't exist and... That shouldn't it's, exist in any capacity. Oh, it's so, so stupid. I don't get yeah, it. Super dumb. That, yeah. That's why I was like, it was when you were talking about that, Matt, I was, uh, I was like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. It's so stupid. Just like what you like and don't be, don't apologize for, for liking stuff. I hate that. I think it's yeah, so but, stupid. Matt, but what if yeah. you like tampons? What would I like them for? What, I mean, if I had a use for them, I was like, oh, you know what helps my, my runny nose? When I just fucking fire a tampon up my nostril. And it's like, you know what? It's so good. And I don't care what anybody says because it works. If that was the case, then I'd be fine with it. But if you like, like trimmed it down and stuck it in your like dick hole, what like yeah, run, runny dick? My runny dick? What is it? An egg? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Like you're dribbling still. You can't stop the dribble. If, all right. In that scenario, if, I couldn't stop the dribble from my own dick, but I found that a tampon worked, then fine. What the hell do I? I'd be like, yeah, I have a problem, and this is what helps. <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a problem with that, then, I mean, I don't, I don't care <laughs> because you having a problem with it has no bearing or effect on me. So have all the problems you want with it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Get that dick I don't- tampon. I can't remember where I read it. I think it was in the comic book saga. I think somebody mm-hmm. says, don't worry about what other people think about you because nobody thinks about you. And yeah, nobody thinks about you. Don't give a shit what other people think. Fuck really? Them. It's it's so, I don't know. I've, I know that's easier said than done for a lot of people. I totally concede that. I count myself very lucky to, to not give a shit about that. Um, but you should really try not to. <laughs> It'll, yeah. it'll make your life a lot easier, a lot more enjoyable. To mm-hmm. just enjoy absolutely. what you like. Yeah, I like, ask Fro. Fro thinks I listen to absolutely stupid and terrible music all the time. And 100% does. Yeah, but I don't give a shit because I like it. MC Chris? Ugh. MC Chris is great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, who's up, me? I think I've yes. actually done all of mine now that I'm looking at my list. Oh, interesting. All right, I got uh, number two for you. What okay. do you think the best uh, subcultures is surrounding booze? Man, um, the nano breweries, they've got to be the best because the they're na- just really making whatever they like. Nano? What's a nano yeah, what's a nano? So there's this idea of microbreweries versus macrobreweries and how they kind of delineate that is your production level. So like... Wait, real quick. Real quick. <clears throat> Microbrewery would essentially be the indie bands to... Uh, the Budweisers, which are like the Rolling Stones and the fucking mm-hmm. yeah, like the okay. corporate stuff. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. I, I got I got an analogy for it. Right, so a macro brewery is Metallica. A micro brewery is a is a let's say I don't know for nice, lack of, for the lack of a better one. term. Oh, I'm trying to think of like a band that. All right, so if a micro brewery is Metallica, a micro brewery would be. Uh, Unearth, going back there, right? Unearth would be a microbrewery. And then a nanobrewery would be one of my friends playing in a basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like I like the way that you explained it, but I, I like the way Fro explained it better. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just a little bit more succinct and just um, uh, a little bit just perfect. 
I would say. Oh, uh, man. Matt, did you hear that? I did something perfect. Yeah, I mean, Go it's, fuck yourself with your fucking dick tampons. Yet another lie. More lies coming out. Yeah, but I got mine out quicker. Yeah, but it was it was already it was there was no creativity to it. You just said what he I already didn't said. Need to be fucking creative. I was just trying to be understand what he's talking about. Yeah, if you want to be boring and banal, then fine, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, but like the stuff that nano brewers are doing, they're they're more just focused on like quality and complexity. They're not just trying to like pump stuff out. So, are you a nano brewer? If I was to like distribute and sell my stuff, then yeah, because I I produce not that much. Here's a secondary question based off of that. So, for like a nano like brewery or things like that, is there any like a uh, or in these cultures, right? Is there a is there a lot of like gatekeeping or like the superiority to it? Is it like a very hipstery type of thing? Yeah, that exists, and it's all douchey. Um, it's so obnoxious when people are like, oh, well, this guy does his brute IPA this way and it's better, far superior than like anybody else and he's working on a whole new level. Like that shit exists. That shit exists. Oh, that's so obnoxious. It exists on like everything, like all alcohol industry uh, across the board and it's it's infuriating. Um, but That's everywhere though. It's a small population of people too. So yeah. I usually just discount them. Like completely, like I don't give a shit about their opinion. That just sucks, and 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 I'm sure this happens too. Where in those circles, if someone who likes Budweiser, then they fucking like Budweiser. Like who exactly, yeah. Shit? Like I will buy a case of Rainier. Um, uh, not a local reference, but like I like cheap beer. So what? Yeah, there you go. There's a Fiddler song called "I Drink Cheap Beer," uh, or it's called "Cheap Beer," and it's just like "I drink cheap beer." So what? Fuck you. And, it's pretty great. There you go. Yeah, but those are kids that love like PBRs and shit. Like, sure. The king of shitty beers, right? That would be Budweiser. <laughs> they're the king of <laughs> shitty beers. I guess they're known as the king of beers, right? Is that them? Yeah, that's what they call themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Was Budweiser like a good company at a certain point? And did yeah. they just like get too big for their own britches and like stopped caring about what their actual product was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you get to a certain point, you start trying to cut back on your raw materials. So what Budweiser does is they use a lot of corn in their in their in their mash. Um, but there's nothing inherently wrong with us- using corn. It was just that they they kept lying about it and they weren't being open about it. Because like in America, as an alcohol producer, you don't have to say what you put in your your um, your your beer. You don't have to say what the ingredients are at all. Uh, um, what? And that's 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 Budweiser lobbying, you know, the FDA saying, "Hey, we don't want to have to list ingredients at all." Um, and then they tried to build this marketing campaign about it's a secret ingredient, secret process that only Budweiser knows, and it's just corn. And they were just Is trying to hide that nutrition facts on beer. Like, uh, no. No, um, no. It only recently has have companies said, you know, our our beer or this like seltzer, like you see it on seltzers, right? Uh, well, maybe not you guys, but um, seltzer companies will put like caloric content on their their cans because that's a that's a marketing thing. Like they're not required to do that. That's just marketing because mm-hmm. if you you can get away with drinking like a hundred calories per can. Whereas like in Budweiser or like Kraft, 
Like if I, if I drink like a glass of stout, that's like pushing 400 calories, just that glass. Oh. Yeah. So, but like nobody wants to know that. So if people know that they're going to drink less, so you don't, the uh, companies don't, don't put that on their, on their labels. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so, I, I feel like that's such like a, a quiet topic that nobody talks about, especially mm-hmm. in, in this day and age where, you know, everyone's like arguing for transparency on, on everything. Yeah. You actually do now see it a little bit in Budweiser. Like if you go to the store and you see the, the, the can or the, the boxes, it'll say like barley, water, yeast, and corn. Like, like they're proud of it now. They're trying to be quote unquote transparent, but that's, that's only recent in the past, like two, three years. That's so funny. That's weird I, that there's not an ingredient list for something that you're ingesting. Mm-mm. Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah, I think that's more of it. Is like you don't have to do that. Yeah. Why are they exempt from that? Compared, it was to lobbying. Like- that, was, that was lobbying by those macro breweries. So, um, they just didn't want to have to disclose. So they lobbied the legislature, uh, legislation, or help create legislation that would make them exempt. And nobody's kind of pushed back on that because once you put something in legislation, it's like really difficult to like repeal it or modify it. Right. Wild. That's crazy. Yeah. The alcohol industry is just insane in general. There's stuff like that all the time, like just how distribution works and things called like tied house rules and like how every state does taxes differently than other states. So everyone's based out of Delaware. Yeah. It's true. It's, just because they have like this like, very specific tax code that alleviates a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But like, I like that if, their state motto. Their state motto, like when you when you drive through Delaware, it's like the home the home of tax. It's just like, what? That's <laughs> yeah. not cool. That sucks. The home of theft. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty wild to think that. There's no ingredients. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even realize that. I just figured Mm-mm. because obviously we don't drink, so we don't ever fucking handle it. <laughs> so yeah. why would I know that? I always that's that's wild. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. so you did your list already. You're saying? I think so. Yeah. So I talked about COVID industry, your palate being trainable, how to get into stuff, hangover helper, making ethanol at home is super easy. Yeah, that's my list. Cool. I have other uh, stuff to talk about, but whatever. Well, Ferdy, you have a, a, a number ones. If you like the show, support Go Go to patreon.com slash makefunnetwork. There you can support uh, Make Fun Network and all the things that we do here. And it uh, it definitely does help. And yeah, it's, it's you know, we're, uh, we keep the lights on. And if you want to, if you like what we do here, you want to throw us uh, throw us some some support, go to patreon.com slash makefunnetwork. As Arez already mentioned, Arez is a fun butt, an OG fun butt. If you want to become a fun butt, you go to Make Fun Network on Facebook. Or you can go to makefun.network. And join the group. We are we are just we are just sitting at like three ninety forever. Yeah, be a fun butt. You're missing out. You really are. It's a good group. It's not annoying. I'm in other groups that are fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, I mute pretty much all my other groups like every month. I'm like, uh, every month. Let's see if it's changed. Nope, nothing's changed. Bullshit. All right. Right, and like, I guess that's like the problem, right? Where if we become too big and like there's too many people in there, then it has the uh, potential to become annoying, but it hasn't yet. So once you get in while it's good, <laughs> you know, 
people post like funny shit all the time and everybody's roasting each other like in a polite nice way <laughs> it's pretty great i know it's really true it's it's probably the most like communal group like that that does take some fun shots and everyone kind of understands that it's like it is fun very 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 rarely we'll have like some like blowout like a yeah something like that but it's not like other groups where everybody's just looking for a reason to to tear somebody down i predicted that we're gonna have one again this year i mean we should be due (laughs) i'll start it i'll do it i'll have a blowout (laughs) there you go uh rez anything you want to plug uh make fun network be a fun but uh no uh, other than that like if you like what i do and if you want me to if you want to listen to me talk about alcohol be a fun but and i will be doing more videos talking about alcohol and like different stuff like super nuanced stuff so like coming into this list i was trying to like talk like put stuff on a list where i wasn't talking for like a half hour and like annoying the shit out of the out of matt and fro because like they wouldn't really understand what i'm talking about but like on the make fun network i can kind of like really get into like the nuts and bolts of uh of a of something related to alcohol and so like the last video i did i spent like a half hour just talking about two different ipas and like why they're different why they're similar and kind of like the history of ipa in general so if you like that you can find that stuff there hell yeah all right Frodo, you have a number one do uh yeah, I do. I do have uh, an honorable mention that I want to ask after because I, I kind of want to okay. know. Uh, but yeah, my number one, booze. What's the point? <laughs> it gets you fucked up, makes you dance well. Um, if you're at a bar and someone's been drinking and you chat them up, they may not be able to, or they may have their like inhibitions about wanting to take you home, hindered and take you home. That That's a thing, so... <laughs> there okay. you go, bro. All right. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I I don't drink, and I can't, I can't fathom it. I really can't. I don't see the point. Uh, that's me. Obviously, everybody's kind of can do their own thing and whatever they want. It's just, it's so foreign to me. Uh, yeah, I, get I mean, it. I have my reasons for not wanting to drink, really, uh, specific household things. But even like past that, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, you get, you don't feel good after. Uh, you have a hangover. Oh. You feel like shit. You know, only if you like really you? overdo it, like which you can. It's easy to do because like once you start feeling like super buzzed up, you're like, ah, I can have one more, and then the next year you're like, fuck, fuck. But like you're if right. you're just having like a beer with dinner, you're fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. I mean, does that answer your question, bro? I suppose. All right. Well, sure. my my number one question is. Um, for you and maybe if there's like an industry one, is there a, uh, like a white whale of like a flavor profile for an alcohol or a beer or a wine, like something that someone's always chasing to make the best tasting one, but no one has really accomplished, accomplished a good one yet. Um, I mean, the stuff that's coming out is it, it, that's widely distributed. It's going to be good. Um, but what I what I really really appreciate about what the Japanese are doing, especially with uh, whiskey, is that they're taking it to a whole new level. So if you like whiskey, um, seek out the stuff coming out of Japan. They're taking it to a whole new level. They're outdoing the Scot. Uh, this uh, they're outdoing Scotland. They're they're 
producing better stuff than you can find in America. It's going to be expensive, but it's worth the price, at least in my opinion. Why? Why is it why better? Is it better? Just the f- the flavor is smoother. Um, I find American whiskeys are pretty harsh. Uh, they're younger. They're they're not aged as long, but the Japanese are taking like a lot of care. They're aging it quite a bit longer. It's smoother. They're, the blending is um, a big part of it too. And blending uh, is an art form in its own way. Um, so what what they're doing is, uh, I don't know like exactly how they're blending, but they're, they're making some really nice stuff. Um, that's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about like people that are really, really setting the bar um, that you wouldn't normally think about. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, no shit. That's crazy. I, I mean, obviously, there's no reason we would know that for real. Uh, but right. it's, it's no, good to know. I'm sure somebody's going to listen and be like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, eWay is a good a good brand, not to plug someone E-way? specifically. eWay. It's I-W-A-I. Um, I think it comes, like in Oregon, I find it for like $40 a bottle, but that's worth it, at least to cut your teeth on, if that's what you're looking for. Don't cut your teeth. Well, <laughs> turn of a phrase. <laughs> Fro gets it. Fro understands. I got it. Yeah. Uh, all right. For I, have, I have two just quick questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, what, do you, what is the most repulsive alcohol to you? There's this thing called um, Kilju, K-I-L-J-U. And it's, you should be offended by that. Yeah, I should be <laughs> super offended by it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a Finnish, uh, Finland uh, it comes out of Finland. It's banned there, but it's essentially just water, sugar, and yeast. It's fucking disgusting. Um, but yeah, that's there's the, it's just just disgusting. Is it just strong or is it? It's just ethanol and water, and okay. it has like this weird bready like uh, like like if you if you make a bread like a bread dough, it kind of smells like that, and it's just gross. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it's okay. That sounds not fun. Um, no. and, and then two, <clears throat> uh, non-alcoholic beer. Are there microbreweries for that? Hmm. I only uh, the only uh, non-alcoholic beer I know of is O'Doul's, and it seems yeah. like it's a joke. Uh, non-alcoholic beer seems like a joke. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was just looking at something called Curious Elixirs, where they send like non-alcoholic. It's like a non-alcoholic cocktail. Um. Like subscription, hmm. it's not kind of interesting. There's a there's a new ish brand of wine. It it's geared towards women that are pregnant, but still want to have like a glass of wine. It's non alcoholic. Um, I've tried it. It's okay. Um, the i the idea of a non alcoholic beer is weird to me. Just like drink a soda, like. Um, but if you want that beer taste, why can non-alcoholic uh, hit that mark? So I'm not sure how O'Doul's does it. I know some companies are actually able to filter the ethanol out or do a, a, a weird distillation to get the ethanol out. Um, but you're still going to have alcohol through a distillation process. Like you're going to have like a very trace amount of it left over. Um, I'm not... So O'Doul still has alcohol in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's less than half a percent. Uh, alcohol because I, I think they do a distillation method. Um, is that yeah, enough has, to trigger an alcoholic? 
I think any amount of alcohol, I think even just the idea of a non-alcoholic beer flavor would trigger an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Because it, it, it's not necessarily about the alcohol. There's like a, a lot of, I mean, obviously it's the alcohol that they, they're, they're trying that they want, but there's like a ritual aspect to it too. It's like, it's getting the can, it's popping the can, it's drinking from that and like yeah, feeling the, it. It, there's it, a, it, it. There's a physical reaction from the alcohol, but what you're talking about is like there's, there's an entire, entire mental addiction to like you're saying the whole, everything that right, surrounds yeah. it. But it, do, but it, if it doesn't have alcohol in it, like, you know, it's not, they're not going to drink five of them and be fucked and, you know, beat their wife over it, you know. Or whatever, you know, which kind of caused them down that alcoholic path where they kind of lost control. Uh, I think it I'm would be curious. enough to like start that trend, right? Because they would, if they, uh, I'm just speculating, right? Like this isn't really anything. This is not science or anything. Um, but like just that ritual aspect of it um, would at least get that snowball rolling, right? They're not going to get fucked up on O'Doul's, but they may start with O'Doul's and then be like, you know what? Fuck it. I can have a PBR. I'm going to go to the store and buy a rack of it. And then next thing they know, they're like on cops and they have no shirt on and they're yelling, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Now I'm just kind of curious. Cause it's like, you know, for someone like me, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. talk about, you know, you, you've aged and that bitter, uh, that bitter, like taste, bud of yours, has toned down, so those flavors aren't necessarily nearly as aggressive. So it's like, hmm, interesting. Like I think I, I think don't myself don't want booze. So, right. I think what you do is probably the the best thing that you do, right? Like you smell beer. Like just keep doing yeah. that because that's giving you the best indication of what that's going to taste like. I think it all just smells the same, though. I guess I don't have the best the nasal palate. Which I'm, which I'm telling you is trainable. If you uh, really want to put the trainable the, as well, yeah. Because like the the idea that like your tongue or your mouth is like the one thing that is guiding taste, it really isn't. So it's the retronasal uh, pathway that we get a lot of our flavors from. So if you have a cold and your your nose is plugged up, you're you're not really tasting much, and that's things because yeah, things taste bland. And that's because you do taste through your nose, even if it's in your mouth. Yeah, Fro, you want to come over and sniff my bunghole? <laughs> yeah, get in there and find some taint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, open that big barrel ass of yours up, and I'll uh, I'll take a whiff. Such a little little barrel ass. <laughs> True. So there's a there's different types of barrels, um, and the uh, so like Bordeaux barrels are like longer. They they all hold like sixty gallons. Of, of liquid but like bordeaux barrels are like a little bit more squat and longer and then burgundy barrels are like shorter and more wide um and the british have a term for different types of barrels is um uh, a 60 gallon barrel is a butt and then a, a 30 gallon barrel is like a half butt so when a british person is like trying to buy a whole barrel they'll try to buy a whole butt which makes <laughs> me laugh every time you idiot you You're trying to buy a butt. You don't realize how stupid you sound. I, I yeah. was wondering if I could buy a butt. It's me, Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine, and I'd like to buy a butt, a whole butt, please. Um, could you ever brew a non-alcoholic beer? You, uh, I know you no. like to experiment with things. Uh, I don't. The energy requirements that I would need to do it isn't really worth it. Interesting. That's it. I was just curious. Yeah. If you've uh, ever tried or whatever, but. Let's go to the fun butts because I have some questions. 
Oh, good. If you I, want to become a fun butt again, go to makefun.network or search Make Fun Network on Facebook and become a fun butt. So here we go. First question is from Logan, uh, host of Sleep with the Light On and uh, Lost Legends Tales of Thern. Uh, he says, what's a good wine to drink with chicken strips and pizza? You know, for when I want to feel fancy. You got to get yourself the finest boxed wine that you can. Just get it out of a box. If you're going to eat chicken strips, box wine. There you go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the variety or the vintage. Comes out of a box. Uh, Mitch Mint, the freshest of the fun butts, says number five. What's your favorite color? Uh, it's gonna be green. There you go. That's a good color. Number four. What's your favorite grain to work with? Oh man. Uh, as a base malt, I like. Uh, um, oh god, this is gonna sound ridiculous. I like uh, a base malt called Maris Otter. It's just a two row American two, or it's a British two row. It's really nice. Um, I'm going to be brewing with some rye, which I like a lot. Um, but Did you get yeah, Marisada. in there? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't throw some pumpernickel in there. Yeah, fro, you fucking idiot. Uh, oh, it's bread. I don't know. I freaking pumpernickel might be good. <laughs> Number three, what what near beer for Maddie to try? Near beer? Is is that like non-alcoholic beer? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That's I can't a- remember what that term is. Uh, I don't know. So, all right. Number two, favorite alcohol and food pairing. Man, uh, probably a burger with like some kind of pilsner out of a boot. So, like a peanut butter pickle bacon burger with like Ugh. pilsner. Peanut oh, butter pickle bacon is like fucking delicious burger. Okay, that's not the beer. No. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh my god, that sounds fucking off. Oh, near beer, low alcohol. It's low alcohol stuff. So, like any of the common beers. um, Oh God, there's a there's a style where you're taking grapefruit juice and blending it with pilsner. It's called something. Let me look that up. Uh, That's a that's a that's a nice way. Uh, It's called Radler. uh, R A D L E R. You can make it yourself. You just take like some grapefruit juice and mix it with like a pilsner. And it'll end up being like two and a half percent alcohol. Um, it's really refreshing on like hot days. Or you can buy Rattlers. Sometimes they make it with like uh, uh, some lemonade. But those are good. All right. Uh, he also continues to ask number two favorite alcohol. Oh, no, those one. Number one. What's your most coveted alcohol you want to get your hands on? I'm looking for a bottle of Imperia vodka, and it simply doesn't exist in Pennsylvania. Anything that's like super coveted for me would have to be any um, specifically single barrel uh, malt, li- uh, uh, or single barrel scotch, uh, but you'd be paying like thousands of dollars for that. Um, I don't really like covet alcohol because like my tastes change on a very frequent basis. Like stuff that I will like in February will be different than what I like in March or April. So I don't really like covet stuff like that but if okay. i had all the money in the world i would i would covet like really old single barrel scotch scotch whiskeys okay sid fernandez someone who i've never heard of before in my life He's welcome been on so many times has he yes is that Nate's true familiar. yeah Absolutely. i feel like the name's familiar Am I an actual moron you are an actual moron i've interacted with sid several times and he's uh done several lists I I apologize, Sid. I will. Um, I don't know. I'll give you something. Uh, <laughs> so it says, uh, "How do I make buck fast at home?" 
Buckfast? I don't fucking know what that is. What is this? Let's see. <laughs> B-U-C-K-F-A-S-T? Yeah. yeah. Oh, tonic wine? Yeah. Oh, God. Caffeinated fortified wine in Devon, England. Um, I don't know what the base would be, but it's just a fortified wine. So if you had like a neutral, whatever the base wine is, so I don't, I'm just speculating, but if it's a, like, let's say it's a a Pinot Noir and they add um, like some Pinot Noir brandy to it, it's going to be sweeter. Um, And then caffeine, that's fucking weird. I don't think you would be able to make that at home, honestly, unless you're able to get like caffeine pills and then crush them up and then just solve them in there. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if you would even want that. That sounds disgusting. Uh, Caffeine and alcohol is just not a great thing to mix. Uh, Buzz beer, man. I guess. Uh, But Four Loco was like caffeine and beer and it was causing people to have like full on like heart attacks and like go fucking bash. People have uh, vodka Red Bulls all the time. Yeah, but eh, whatever. Those Uh, are all bros. (laughs) Bros. Uh, Justin (laughs) Malin. Uh, number five, favorite stout. Oh man. Um, uh, Samuel Smith's, uh, they make a, an organic stout. Super fucking good. Uh, favorite IPA. Uh, there's an ale called Pirat, P-I-R-A-A-T. It's a Belgian IPA. Absolutely worth the money. Uh, do you have a best at home brew kit recommendation? Uh, PM me because I can get you set up. Like I, I, I wouldn't like a recipe kit. Uh, I can just tell you. I, I, I'm talking to like that person directly if they're listening to this. <laughs> uh, if you want like a recipe, I'll get you lined up. Um, but if you want equipment, I'll put you in the right direction. Just hit me up and let me know. Does go. Justin listen to the show? I, yeah, I guess think? so. Him and uh, Buff Buff Chick Dip Will does. I'll I'll, I'll just just in case if Justin doesn't. I feel like he doesn't. I feel like he just might. He does. Yeah, anyway, number I, I two. I don't believe it. I don't believe him. Number two, favorite locale microbrew, if they even exist. So microbreweries that would be locale would have to be producing like a light ale. So what, what produces calories in a beer are going to be either residual sugars, dextrins, which are long chain sugars, and ethanol. So anything that has a low ethanol is going to contribute less to calories Anything with a lot less dextrins is going to contribute less to calories. And then uh, anything that's dry, so it wouldn't have any residual sugar. So my thinking is American pale ales or uh, pilsners. They tend to be lower in alcohol, they uh, lower in residual sugar, and they're going to be um, put you in a better position to consume less calories. But as far as favorite, uh, around here in Oregon... Um, Oh, fuck. Uh, Hopworks out of Portland produces a, a white IPA. Super good. I think it comes in at like 230 calories a can. There you go. Uh, he also says, number one, if you don't own one, do you think you'll ever open your own brewery? Yeah, big time. Um, but not anytime near COVID because that's a small industry killer. Um, but I have ideas for microbreweries that I would be planning to do. Cool. And it also goes on to say, P.S. There are a ton of breweries here in Massachusetts and Southern New Hampshire. If you're looking for anything in particular, I'll send you a couple four packs. Cool. There you I'd go. I'd love to do a trade. Uh, Fro's best friend, Ryan Brown, says favorite hops. Oh, man. 
Well, I thought I was best friends. Man. <laughs> hops? Yeah, favorite hops? Oh, man. Um, there's a hop called Strata, S-T-R-A-T-A. Fucking awesome hop. It comes in at like 20% alpha acid, and it smells like strawberries and cannabis. So good. The last time I was brewing with it, my neighbors thought I was just like smoking tons of weed. It was great. <laughs> uh, favorite smoking wood? Um, probably like beechwood. Uh, favorite bourbon? Hudson Distillery. Well, it's not. Uh, it's not a bourbon. It's out of New York, but they make a bourbon style um, uh, whiskey. Well, I bet you Ryan Brown just learned that a bourbon is not. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm sure he's aware of that. He's a smart dude. Maybe. Uh, favorite host? Uh, it'd be a res. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> Number one favorite flavor profile. Belgian, just as a blanket statement, especially sour beers. There you go. Oh, Craig Hart coming out of nowhere. Oh, what? Hey, Craig, you rule. Yeah. Miss you, bud. <laughs> yeah, Craig Craig coming out of out of the woodwork here. Damn. Craig might be the most OG, right? No, he's, he's been around for a long time. I yeah, thought he, he was just gone. No, I think Welcome he, back. I think he pops in here and there. He's a, he he's does a good pop dude. in on occasion. Uh, all right, he says, most recent lacto-fermented vegetable you've made. Fermented vegetable? Yeah, lacto-fermented vegetable you've made. Uh, I mean, probably sauerkraut. Okay. Ugh. And for small-scale one- to two-gallon experiments at home, what is your recommendation for a commercial yeast if I only bought one variety? That's tough. Um, you can't go wrong with... American ale, uh, I think it's ten fifty. But I am a huge fan. If you're going to do like one to two gallons, and you just want something that'll dry out, twenty one twelve California Common Ale yeast is also really good. No idea what you're saying. Yeah, uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> William Valentine, uh, Buff Chick Dip Will here says number five best way to shop wine economically speaking. Without knowing your area, um, wine tastings are usually the best way to do it. Um, He's Massachusetts, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what wine industry is like there. I know East Coast imports more than that they produce, but I do know that they produce wine there. Um, so I, uh, that's that's tough for that area. I would say like a local wine shop, um, if and when they do open after COVID, try to do as much tastings as you can, um, but. If you if you're just looking for cheap wine, that's tough because you I don't know. Like I would just buy the wine that regardless of the price. Like if I like it, I'll buy it. Price doesn't really factor isn't really a factor in my decision. Well, there you go. Number four, in your opinion, most overrated adult drink. <laughs> Probably Budweiser. <laughs> and so Poor like Coors. Budweiser, so like I put I, I put Budweiser, Coors, Coors Miller like in the same category because they're all the same. It's just people go nuts for it, and they're like are diehard like Coors drinkers or diehard Budweiser drinkers. It's like it's not. It's all the same. Like it has its purpose. I understand, but it's just like so overrated. I'm not into it. Uh, all right. Uh, he also says number three is making a rum ham feasible. Like. 
You, oh, from like It's Always Sunny? Probably. You would have to soak the shit out of it. Um, that episode is amazing when they're drunk in the ocean eating rum ham. <laughs> Fucking so funny. Uh, yeah, it's it's possible. I think it, you could do it. Yeah, I know you can do like vodka watermelons and <laughs> you just cut a hole into a watermelon, just fill it with vodka and uh, drink out of that. So I'm sure you could do it with ham. Uh, he skips number two and number one just says drink mad beers. Um, Will do. You too. Mike Dill says, uh, I figure Matt Pissing will ask sarcastic straight edge questions for both of us, which I didn't. Uh, Go ahead, Arez. I I kind of expected you guys to like attack me. Be like, you're (laughs) making people alcoholics, you piece of shit. (laughs) Why do I I have to respond to this? (laughs) Yeah. Why are you contributing to a problem? (laughs) (laughs) It's that, look, they're consenting adults. They have, they, they, they run their own lives. Yeah. See, that's, I I wasn't when I was drinking wine coolers as a fucking four year old. Your mom was enabling you. <laughs> yeah, she actually was. Yeah, that's as, so good. As a as a very big fan of personal accountability, how could I, how could I go against that? To your point of they're making their own decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, but really, this is pretty cool. The science of this interests me way more than drinking ever did. Uh, Ramadan, most wholesome butt says, thank you for always setting up the Christmas exchange. Absolutely, man. Uh, Tom Nolton Craig, number five. What is your opinion on mixed versus straight drinks? Each serves its own purpose, right? And it's just kind of whatever your taste. I, there's no like hardline stance that I have on it. I like mixed drinks. I like straight. Um, even if I if I take a straight drink, sometimes I'll do it with rocks. Sometimes I won't. It just really depends on what it is. But there's no like right crack? or wrong. <laughs> I got rocks, baby. Yeah, rocks means ice. Oh, or okay. uh, literally like high-end whiskeys will come with... Um, these little granite rocks that you freeze and then you put them in your in your whiskey. So it doesn't water it down. Yeah, it doesn't water it down. Uh, number four is beer the only good alcohol to pair with quote unquote pedestrian food like burger and pizza. No, <laughs> like uh, I like White Claw with pizza and burgers. Like anything that's going to be like light and refreshing. Um, and to that point, I've had legit champagne. I was also wasted eating a burger and the, and having champagne at the same time. I thought it went pretty well together. <laughs> Number three, what is your least favorite part of drink making? The cleaning. Oh, my God. The amount of cleaning that I do is just insane. Uh, do you enjoy your own creations or is it a case of being your own worst critic? Tom Long Craig, I'm coming with the hot questions. No, I like that question a lot. I go, I waffle back and forth all the time. Like, I'll make a beer and have people over and people like break into like my beer fridge and like try all this different stuff. And they're like, Oh, this is so good. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're an idiot. That beer sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's like probably like super good beer. (laughs) No, I, I waffle on that. I, yeah, as a creator, it's really hard to not be like super self-critical. Um, mostly because like I try to be the best at what I do. Hell yeah. Uh, number one, what is the best type of alcohol to make in terms of your enjoyment or of the process or in terms of how high quality a person can do making it on their own? That I would say cider. Like if you're, I feel like that question is like you kind of testing the water. Like, can I make this stuff and it'd be good at home? Make a cider. Absolutely. Um, you would be surprised at how good it is and how easy it is and cheap. Making alcohol home, so cheap. Like, 
a five gallon batch of beer for me cost me like a dollar a bottle, whereas the same beer would cost like, you know, eight to $10 a bottle. It's like economically, it's, it's much more worth it. Uh, there you go. Uh, Chucky comes in. He says, number five, uh, the Alchemist Brewing, uh, the Alchemist Brewing insists their beer be drank in a cold can and not any other way. Any reason why they would say that? Anytime someone says drink this cold, it means that they're trying to hide some flavors, right? Ooh. So the whole Coors thing, like the, the Blue Mountain means it's ready to drink. If you let Coors warm up, it's going to be unpalatable. Because when drinks are warm, you can uh, you pick up a lot more flavors than if they were super cold. So that's that's the first thought. Without actually really knowing what that is, that's that's my first thought. So uh, would you want a warmer beer to get more flavor? Yeah, certain beer styles, especially in England, are done that way. Like stouts and porters, they're just left in a basement. They're not refrigerated, and they're they're served like at like fifty, sixty degrees. Ew. Yeah, any it's not hot like beers. No. And I, I remember you, you guys were talking about like a hot carbonated beverage and I, I came in with like the science post on that episode. Um, so, uh, CO2 is not readily dissolvable, dissolvable in, in, in water. Um, so that's why if you have like a cold can, uh, bottle of Coke and you open that bottle, all that CO2 slowly leaves the system. But if it's warm, it's just going to shoot out. So if you have a hot beverage, you're going to have CO, you're going to have a carbonated beverage for about 10 seconds at best. Got a shock on it. <laughs> yeah. Shock on it. <laughs> uh, Shooting your mouth like Pepto or like a <laughs> Coke and sperm, like sperm. Yep. Just Jesus. like that. Good, uh, good point, bro. Number four. Could you Thank beat, you. could you beat every host in an arm wrestling contest? I work out. So yeah, <laughs> you could 100%. I am very bad at arm wrestling. I bet I could, I bet I could take you. Okay, Maybe with my well. bum shoulder. I've, se- I've seen you. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to see this happen. Listen, Let's I do got, it. I got. Uh, well, next time I'm in Boston getting my haircut, we'll do an. Uh, yeah, I'll make an hard. appointment. Five, a yeah. five haircut. Yeah. Uh, number three. What's the difference between a cellar, basement, crawl space, and dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> really, nothing other than the dungeon. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna store stuff in cellars and basements or a logger. I, I I honestly think I can answer this without having to look it up. Sure, go for it. I think a so, oh my god, I can't believe I might actually be onto something here. I think so. This is my honest answer. I'm not looking it up. I think a cellar um, is a you know the the underside of a house that is like um like naturally stone based, like a natural stone wall type of thing. I think a basement is uh, a more modern version of a cellar where it's uh, like the concrete slabs. Um. I think a crawl space is just that. I think it's the the distance between the floor and ceiling. I think it's only you know, like, like probably four feet or less. Crawl space def- definitely doesn't matter in the, being the bottom floor either, right? Right. Yeah. Probably not. Right. You have crawl spaces in the attic, um, and then a dungeon is a dungeon. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I might be onto something. I could be what, way off, but I I was just shocked that I actually had a potential answer there. No, that uh, sounds right. Number two, I once combined Jägermeister and Cap'n Crunch, and it was terrible combo. Duh. What's your worst food and drink pairing you've had? I don't know. Probably like, oh, God. It was like, it had to have been like some raspberry juice with like 
some lager beer and I was like, this will be good together. And it was fucking awful. <laughs> that was probably the worst. And then uh, I'm not great at like food pairing. So usually if the food is good and the drink is good, then I'm okay. Uh, last question uh, from him is any beard care tips? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wash it. <laughs> and uh, I, I make my own uh, beard wax. Uh, I can post the recipe for that. Um, but I find, especially after, you know, with COVID having to wear a mask and I've been breaking out a ton, um, when I put like more beard wax on, uh, especially with like jojoba oil, um, I've been breaking out a lot less and my, my skin feels a lot less itchy. Plus my beard looks good. What was that oil? Jojoba oil. Jojoba? Yeah. J-O-J-O-B-A oil. That's how you say that, huh? Yeah, I was in. So the first time I bought it, I went into the store and I was like, do you guys have jojoba oil? And then he's like, jojoba oil. And I felt like an idiot. Also, hey, do you got that jojo rabbit oil? (laughs) uh, Also, to sound like an idiot, um, when you guys did the Nyut Crow episode and I saw um, I saw the episode title, I was like, Toaska is a tribe. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't realize it was to ask us just like mashed together. And then, and then when I was listening to the episode, I was like, man, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> Toaska is a tribe. This sounds interesting. That's so funny. I like the to ask series. I think it's good. Next month, that- uh, we're doing, um, growing up religious with, uh, with Logan and, uh, with, and Tim. That sounds awesome. I am super excited for that. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that, that was the last question. So that's it. Uh, Arez, thank you so much. Uh, thank for, you so much for having me. Yeah, for being on. This was great. What do you, what, how did you feel about it? I was super nervous coming into it. Plus, I also thought I was going to get attacked, uh, <laughs> like made fun of. <laughs> uh, but no, like, um, no, it feels good. I hope you guys have me back. This has been super fun. Yeah, no, we, well, we have that episode that's yes. been, we're waiting on. So I think I want to do that whole super, super card thing. So. We'll That'd give that sweet. a shot. We'll schedule that out. Um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, Fro, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I mean, oh. why not? Oh. Any any last uh, last words, Fro? Have you ever made a prison wine? <laughs> I mean, I've made wine at home when I didn't really know what I was doing. So, like, country wine, yeah. It's been same, gross before. Same thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks so much. That's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, and as always, smell you later. <laughs>